Hey, film fanatics, it's Lizard. And this is Panda. And it's episode 9 of Lizard and Panda Take on Cinema. Whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> so, this episode took a little bit longer for us to do because I got the Rona. I somehow managed not to get it. Yeah, because I immediately messaged you when I tested positive because I was like, I literally was just hanging out with Danny a few days ago. Like, I need to let him know. Yeah, yeah. And, I, I, like, I, I didn't get it. That's good. Yes. It's very good. Uh, yeah, so it took a little bit. We decided to take a week, push it back a week uh, just because, to, for safety reasons. Yeah. So, but luckily I feel better. Yay. Yay. Um, and I guess we'll go on to movie news. Yes. Uh, I... I'm trying to think. Oh, yes. So the first thing I actually wanted to say, um, finally... Something has topped Let It Go. Oh, yes. Yes. I may have written that down somewhere. And it's, we don't talk about Bruno, no, 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 no. Oh, I love that song. It's a really good song. I just, and it gets stuck in my head all the time. And I'm not mad about it. With me, it's a specific part. It's, Abuela gets the umbrella. <laughs> That, just the umbrella part, is stuck in my head on a constant loop. For for me, it's the one um where it's, uh, oh, what was her name? Begin, the one with the rain cloud. Begin with P. Pepita. Yeah, yes. Uh, it's where she, her and her husband are talking about their wedding day. Mm-hmm. Because that's the one that's, like, always on TikTok. So that's always one that, the one part that's stuck in my head. It was my wedding day. Exactly, that one. That one. Yeah, yeah, that part. <laughs> But yeah, it finally topped Let It Go. I did see that. Um. Oh, yeah. We saw Scream. Yes, we did see Scream in theaters. Yes. I enjoyed it. So. And like the more I'm seeing like TikTok videos of people talking about it, like yeah. the more I'm just like, yes. Yeah, because pretty much everybody that I've seen on TikTok is completely raving about the movie. Because mm-hmm. th- that's the thing. It's like. What do you expect more from what is essentially a 90s slasher? Yeah. And I know that there were complaints of our friend group saying that it was too predictable. Yeah, but I, if, I was one that said that. But it makes sense for a screen movie. Yeah, because I think because they were so self-aware the entire movie, that made sense. And I feel like that that was done on purpose. Oh, yeah. There's no way it wasn't. Yeah. The only thing I would say for me is the reasoning behind the killers yeah that that was that part where i was just like eh, i can't really get behind that one i feel like they could have come up with a better reasoning than just directly on the nose toxic fandom yeah because that's definitely what it was where basically it was making fun of the toxic fandom which don't get me wrong i love making fun of toxic fandom because oh, yeah. they're all ridiculous gatekeepers all oh, those damn gatekeepers <laughs> but yeah i i personally liked it and actually uh one of the things that i wrote down was that uh one of the stars, Mason Gooding, who played Chad, one of the twins mm-hmm. in the movie, he actually got his role by sending the directors his six-page college essay on why the franchise needed to be rebooted. Wow. <laughs> I know. Wow. And they were that impressed. And you know what? I liked his character, so it's all Oh, good. yeah. Yeah. I like the twins in general. They were awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I've been keeping up with Book of Boba. Yeah, I've only seen the first two episodes. It's getting there. It's getting there. Um, introducing some ca- uh, comic or yeah, comic characters into the show. Oh, okay. Um, 
one of my favorite characters in the comics, at least in the newer run of Star Wars since Marvel got it back. Mm-hmm. Black Chrysanthemum. Oh, okay. He's a um, Wookiee bounty hunter. Oh, okay. Interesting. Big, swole, huge scar on his forehead that he actually got from Obi-Wan. Okay. Yeah, I don't really... I think maybe I've read, like, a few of the comics, but not a lot. Mm-hmm. So good. It's so good. I'll, I'll need to watch more episodes of uh, the Boba Fett show. Because mm-hmm. so far, it hasn't grabbed me, like, the Mandarin... Mandalorian. Mandalorian. <laughs> Mandalorian. <laughs> this is an Iron Man Now, three. was it... Are we talking about Shang-Chi, or are we talking about the fruit? Or Iron Man 3. Or Iron Man 3, even though I'm not really a fan of that one. <laughs> Uh, let's see what else I have. What was I gonna say? Boba. Something about Boba. No, was it? Well, you said that you had been watching it. Oh, yes, yes. So, I have, like I said, been watching it. Um, I personally have been liking it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, and I do agree with this one statement that Tamora Morrison actually said himself. He feels like Boba Fett talks too much in the show. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. Mm-hmm. I, I do agree with that. Because he was always, like, the silent one. Oh, yeah. That barely said any words at all, but somehow became a huge fan favorite. Yeah, he only had, what, like, eight lines of dialogue in the entire franchise? Yeah. <laughs> so many. He has such a huge following. Yeah. Just I like am you and Rachel. <laughs> yes. Hence Boba Fett helmet that's right there. Exactly. Just chilling up there, saying, gracing us with his presence. Yes. Just remember, to my future whoever, the Boba Fett helmet stays on during sex. (laughs) I will not judge you on your feety pajamas if you do not judge my Boba Fett helmet. Never judge anyone on feety pajamas. Right? Those things are comfortable. Apparently, I used to hate them when I was a, a wee lad. I can understand why kids would hate them because they're, like, really restricting. But now it's like a a, a, a warm hug that we don't actually get as adults. Exactly. So, have you heard about the movie Prey? It kind of sounds familiar. So, this is a movie coming out, I believe, later this year or early next year. It's supposed to be a prequel movie to the Predator movies. Oh! Okay. And it takes place in, um, I want to say pre-Columbus coming to America. Damn. Um, Native Americans. Ooh. So think of, like, sci-fi-esque mixed with, um, The Revenant. Gotcha. That's what they're going towards. Interesting. I'm going to have to check this out. Um, what's his name? Dan... Trachenberg. Mm-hmm. He's uh, directing the movie. I forget what other movies he's done. I think... Did he do Whiplash? I don't know. I'll look it up real quick. But uh, apparently he went on record saying that he got some influences from the God of War series. Ooh! I did like that series a lot. Oh, yes. That one was a good series. It's so good. <laughs> uh, Dan Trach... Trach... Trachenberg. Trachenberg. Movies and TV. Let's see what he's done. Oh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Oh, okay. That's it. No, oh, okay. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. It was a very re- long I, list. <laughs> yes, I did really like that movie. Though. Oh, I like that one a lot. Yeah, I actually like it a little bit better than the first one. No, I agree. Mm-hmm. Okay. That one was, eh. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. But, all right, that's something that we could definitely check out. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, let's see. I've been seeing so many rumors about Multiverse of Madness, and it's, as the title says, maddening. <laughs> I have seen, like, headlines about it, but I've not really been paying attention, mostly because at this point... Spoilers. Uh, yeah, I don't want to risk any spoilers. And honestly, I want to go in with, like, a fresh, mm. fresh look of the, like, how it's going to go. I don't want to possibly have things in my head where I'm just like, I want them to do this or I don't want them to do that. I just want to go in with fresh eyes. I don't need to hear anything. Fair enough. But still. But still. The implications. <laughs> and there it is. Had to bring you back for 2022. Yes. Oh, probably happen again. Yeah, that's perfectly fine. Probably with Batman will be the next one. Yes. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. I'm so excited for that movie. Like, the more I'm seeing about it, the more I'm just like, oh my god, I can't wait for this movie. Like, I'm 95% excited, 5% nervous. Yes. Only because of how live-action DC movies have been. Fair enough. Very disappointing. For the most part. I'm trying to think of what else I've seen recently. I actually, during my quarantine, have watched a lot of DC animated movies. Mm-hmm. Movies that, like, I haven't seen in a while and movies that I've never seen. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the animated movie is so much better. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So much better. It's the reverse of Marvel, because remember, there are animated movies. Mm-hmm. They're, oh. Eh. They're eh. Yeah. Eh. I'm trying to think of the best one that... Oh. Hulk versus Wolverine. Oh, yeah, that one was... The first animated appearance of Deadpool. Yeah. Or at least speaking, because you see him slightly in the X-Men animated series when Morph is morphing into different people. Yeah. But that's about it. Yeah. Yeah, I just, because I was watching, a lot of them, obviously, Batman. Like, Batman Year One, Long Halloween, Part mm-hmm. One and Two. Which, Jensen Eccles as Batman, yes, please. Yes. I'll take more of that, thank you very much. But also, Red Hood. Yes, and Red Hood, obviously, mm-hmm. yes. I don't remember what else I watched. It was a bunch that I was just watching back to back to back. But seriously, so much better than the live, most of live action movies. Mm. I've been uh, binge watching on anime. So I'm pretty much caught up on my two shows right now. Okay, there you go. Wait, no, three. Three. Um, finished up the last episode of season five of My Hero Academia. Yes, season five. Okay. Um, caught up on Demon Slayer. There's still a few, there's still episodes coming out, so I'm caught up to date until the next episode. And same thing with Attack on Titan. Oh my god, it's good. It's so good. It's so good. Oh my god. I don't know what black magic or who they sacrificed to use the animation that they did for this season. Mm-hmm. But oh my god. It's <laughs> so like good. gorgeous. Nice. And same thing with Demon Slayer. Like, oh, the fight scenes are so beautiful. <laughs> I'm a nerd. Oh, I finally finished season two of Harley Quinn. Hmm. What'd you think? I want the third season now. <laughs> because I liked it a lot. And Peacemaker, I've been watching Peacemaker. I still need to watch that. Oh, it's so good. Oh my god. Danny, it is so wonderful. So funny. The intro is unskippable. I don't know if you've ever looked up the intro. I did. It's, uh, ju- uh, seriously, because they give you the option of skip intro. No, you can't. You just can't because it's so freaking catchy. And I, uh, uh, Vigilante is hilarious. John Cena, even though I'm not a 
the biggest fan of his acting skills. He is fantastic in this. It's mm-hmm. just, mm, yeah, wonderful. You need to watch it. Yeah. There's four episodes out now. You need to watch it because it's amazing. Well, I'm off tomorrow, so I'll start early. There you go. Do it. And I'm mostly, we'll be sleeping tonight, so I'll probably start it later tonight. You see, there you go. It's only four episodes. It's fine. Yeah, you got it's this. it's fine. It's fine. That's like a normal not sleeping session. Exactly. Yeah. I do actually have some movie news as well. Uh, Javier Bardem, who plays uh, Stilger in Dune, he yep. wants his character to ride a sandworm in the sequel of the movie because his character does that in the book. Oh, in yeah. the book, it's a really good scene. Mm-hmm. Or setting. Story. Thingy. Whatever it's called. Because words are escaping me at the moment. Uh, which, that would be uh, awesome. Um, the director who did the movie Pig with Nicolas Cage, which I still have not seen yet, but I want to. Yeah. It's I mean, on it's, my list. It's, it's, a Nicolas, it's a new Nicolas Cage movie. Well, and also, because I was talking to Carson, my coworker, about that movie, because he actually recently watched it. and Because I was... Talking to them that I want to see it, and I'm like, it's a Nicolas Cage movie. It's going to be freaking hilarious. And he's like, it's actually very sad. <laughs> I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, no, it's actually very sad. And one of the podcasts I listen to uh, where they talk about horror movies, they were talking about Pig, and they're like, it's really sad. I'm like, okay, I'm still going to watch it. Oh, yeah. But okay, not going to be prepared for that one. Uh, but the director who did that movie, Michael Sonoski, um, he's actually in negotiations with Paramount Pictures to do a direct... to. Direct a spinoff of Quiet Place. Huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which I need to watch Pig first, but like, uh, definitely curious about that. I still gotta watch the second one. Quiet Place. Oh yeah, I, I still gotta watch it too. Mm-hmm. I own it on DVD, but have I watched it yet? No. But at this point, I want to rewatch the first one and then watch the second one. I just recently watched the first one with mom and dad in October, so I oh, got yeah. a fresh memory. Uh, and Firestar, Firestarter remake got uh, an R-rated rating. Nice. Which got, I don't remember what the original movie got, but that movie was bad anyway, so. Was it PG? It might have been PG-13. No, I think, because it might have been before PG-13. I looked up when PG-13 came about, and I completely forget uh, what year it was. We have the internets. We have technology. Firestarter. Fire starter. R. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, the movie was still bad anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that that's happening. And uh, also, Disney Plus is having a Santa Claus TV show. Yeah, with I saw Tim that. Alan coming back as Santa Claus. I'm both excited and not excited at the same time. Yeah, like, I'll probably end up watching it. I'm hoping that it'll be around, like, Christmas and not just randomly or October. That's even worse when it's October. So I'm like, stop it. Mm-hmm. I need my Halloween. Um. Oh yeah. So did you see the um official outfit for Batgirl? Yes, I did. Yes. I like it. I like the purple color. And also, did you see who the villain is? Brendan Fraser. Yes, but who is he playing? <laughs> uh, Firefly. Yes. One of my favorites. <laughs> I'm so excited for that. I'm just excited for Brendan Fraser coming yeah. back. It oh, just yeah. makes me so happy. It just makes my heart melt. Oh my god! I just want to give him a hug. Actually, did you see that Olivia Wilde is going to be directing a Spider-Man movie at some point in the near future? Yes. They haven't said what. It's either going to be one or two. It's going to be either Silk or it's going to be Spider-Gwen. Mm-hmm. Because that's the only two I can think of. I mean, I haven't seen any of her directing stuff yet. I do have on my list um, Book Smart, I think it's called, that apparently is really good. So I need to check that out. And she's the one who's doing the movie with uh, Harry Styles coming out, um... 
Don't worry, darling. Mm. That's coming out this year. And uh, so I definitely want to try that out. Oh, and the Moon Knight trailer was released. I need a moment. It looks so good and so dark. Like, you know he's my favorite Marvel character. Oh, I know. I know. And, like, finally seeing him. Maybe not on the big screen, not yet. Not yet. It'll get there. But still seeing him in, like, live action. And not only that, he's played by a brown man. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy. I th- Yeah, it's going to be good. I have a strong feeling about this one. And uh, Anthony Mackie is going to be making his directorial debut with a biopic film hmm. about a civil rights pioneer, uh, Claudette Colvin. Apparently, this uh, woman, I had to look it up because, unfortunately, they don't teach us enough in school about oh, yeah. black history. Um, but basically, she was, um, when she was a teenager, she was before Rosa Parks. She would not give up her seat on the bus hmm. as, like, a teenager. I think she was, like, 15 at the time. Mm-hmm. So, I'm very curious about that. And Johnny Depp's coming back. Yes. He's going to be in a movie about, I never know how to say, if it's Louis or Louis. I think it's Louis because it's a French kid. King. So yeah, Louis. The 15th. Yeah, Louis the 15th. Yes, Louis the 15th. Um, and I'm I'm probably just going to watch that movie just because to be like, Johnny Depp is yeah. back! Ugh, fuck you, Amber Heard. Anyway. Have you watched The Boys yet? No, I know you keep yelling at me that I need to watch it. The third season is going to have Jensen Ackles. I thought he was already in season two. No. I thought he was already in it. No, he's in season three. Oh, okay. I did hear that he was going to be in it, but I I thought it was already happened. Okay, I need to watch it. Uh, Christmas Story sequel is uh, apparently in the works. Hmm. With um, Peter Bing, Bing, Billingsley, words are hard, who played the original Ralphie, mm. coming back as an adult Ralphie. Nice. So, definitely going to have to check that out. Uh, for a hot minute, Scream knocked off Spider-Man No Way Home from the mm-hmm. top number one of the box office. I saw that. And then Spider-Man took it right back. Obviously. It's that, basically that, going that, back and forth oh, at the yeah. moment. Um, and also, Mad Max prequel is supposed to be starting to film in March. Furiosa? Yes. Yes. And I loved Mad Max Fury Road. And then Ethan Hawke, and I always mess up this guy's name. Uh, Marshala. 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 Ali and Julie Roberts is going to be in a Netflix Netflix thriller called Leave the World Behind, which is based on a novel. Hmm. And I'm always curious when Ethan Hawke is in a thriller movie because he's always fantastic. And the news that I kept for last was my Batman news mm-hmm. that I've been hearing so much about because I'm so excited. But it got a PG-13 rating, mm-hmm. which I know some people are nervous. Yeah. Because of how dark and gritty... Yeah, but also, I I feel like if they're going that route of horror, you don't always have to show everything. Exactly. Sometimes it's scarier what you can't see. Exactly. And then um, the runtime is going to be two hours and 55 minutes. I heard the original runtime was supposed to be like close to four hours. Yeah, I saw that. And I was just like, oh, yeah, that's that definitely wouldn't work. I know that the two, the almost three hours already is making people nervous because like they don't want things to like drag on too much, which mm-hmm. I get. Um, and also, I was texting you about this the other day. The theme that they released for the movie, the song. It's so good. It's so beautiful. The tone, the score, the buildup, 
the way that like the beginning of the song kind of sounds more like Bruce Wayne and then the second half of the song is like him becoming Batman and ready to fight the criminals. Oh, it I've listened to it at least once a day because it's just so beautiful and I absolutely love it. And it's the same guy who did a Up Spider-Man like No Way Home, Homecoming. Oh, um the first Doctor Strange movie. I forget his name, but I know you're Ratatouille. Talking... Mm-hmm. Star Trek. My favorite Pixar movie. Oh, it's just so beautiful, and I love it. But yeah, that's all that I have. Ooh, apparently there's a little teaser trailer for the Lord of the Rings TV series. Oh, yes, I have not watched it yet. I saw that that happened, but I have not watched it yet. Yes. I haven't watched it either, but what I did see was a um, teaser trailer to... Guillermo del Toro's um, Pinocchio. Pinocchio. Yes, I saw that. Mm-hmm. Oh I'm, my god! I'm, I'm actually really excited for that because he's one of my favorite directors. I know, and I, I know. Oh no! I trust me. I love him so much. I just don't like the fact that he's so gruesome whenever there's an animal death scene. It's very upsetting. <laughs> but this one's animated, so maybe it won't be as bad if there's an animal. Maybe, yeah. maybe. Ooh, I didn't read this one. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is apparently going to be in Ahsoka. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, all right. I do like her as an actress. No, same here. Yeah. Scott Pilgrim. One of my favorite movies. Mm -hmm. That's another one that we should do. Yeah. I will say when I first saw that movie, I didn't like it. But then the second time I watched it, like years later, Mm -hmm. like I really did enjoy it. It's like a, it's honestly like a perfect comic book movie. Because mm-hmm. directly, like panel for panel. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that one. Yeah, that's all I got at least. Yeah, that's all I got. And now it's time to announce the movie of the episode. <laughs> there you go, enunciate. Yes. <laughs> I'm very soft spoken. I know, but I need to be able to hear you when I'm editing. <laughs> I'm going to just get close to it. How there about you go. That? Just I'm, speak I'm, directly yeah. into the mic. Now we're doing a little bit of ASMR right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, uh, this is the second episode of January. We are talking, well, we are saying goodbye to the horror of 2021. Yes. And continuing on with another horror movie called One of My Personal Favorites. Freddy versus Jason. It's so bad, it's good. It's so bad, it's good. But it's hands down one of my favorite horror movies because it's just, I, I freaking love it. it. It's, it came out at like the right like junction point of like switching through like genres of movies. Yeah. I don't know, it's like, it's like a little sweet spot of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. It, it's just it's so good. And uh, it was released August 15th, 2003, 2003. Words are hard. Yes, yeah, so almost 20 years old. Yep. We're old. Yes. It was supposed to come out, like, in, like, they were working on it, like, since the late 1980s. Oh, yeah. But, like, Paramount and uh, New Line Cinema could just could not agree on, like, a story. Yeah, they went through... She got written down here. Where is it? Like, se- yeah, 17 different, different scripts. Yeah. I thought it was more than that. No, 17. Damn. Yeah. I know that they had, like, a shit ton of different endings. Mm-hmm. Actually, I've written down a couple of them. 
yeah, I didn't write down any of them, but like there's one that sticks out in my brain. And um, that is a uh, pinhead. Yeah, I wrote that <laughs> one down. Yes. Like So with the pinhead one, um where is it? They pretty much like Weren't they supposed to like go to hell? Oh, here we go. Um Another script showed that the next day after the big fight, Lori and her dad revisit a now dry Camp Crystal Lake because in this version, they had drained the lake at the end of the movie. Uh, Lori's dad ends up finding Freddy's glove on the ground and vows to destroy it. And that's when Freddy's arm shoots up from the ground and grabs um, Lori's dad and pulls him into hell. Then you cut to Freddy and Jason in hell preparing the fight again when chains shoot out to restrain him when they're held back by uh, Hellraiser's pinhead who would have stepped out of the shadows and asked now what's this, what seems to be the problem <laughs> and it was scrapped because New Line Cinema didn't want to pay for the rights for a low rent character okay pinhead a low rent character we and meanwhile, all the Hellraiser fanatics, are, including ourselves, love Pinhead. Yes, Doug Bradley. Absolutely. There we go. I remembered it this. Yeah, time. there you go. <laughs> I remembered it this time. Uh, what was another ending I saw? I know that there was one that I saw, like the deleted scene, because they did end up recording it, where it was a uh, Lori and Will, you know, getting on getting busy yeah and then like all of a sudden he will has freddy's hand and he ends up like attacking her as freddy or something mm-hmm. and i was like yeah i'm glad that they scrapped that one yeah um so where did it go Not over here oh here we go uh, there's another script where it had jason actually being captured by the authorities and being put on trial because uh, around the time that they were writing that, it was the OJ trial. Mm, yes. Yes. And that would have been stupid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so dumb. And it would have had the uh, protagonist actually defending Jason. Okay. In court. Yeah, no. that That's dumb in so many ways. That's what we call jumping the shark. Exactly. I can just imagine just Jason standing there like just kind of staring straight ahead like not blinking blank, or yeah, anything, just, just blank face and everyone's just like okay what do we do in this situation like a like a 15 year old that just had his first edible exactly just <laughs> just staring there with his mouth <laughs> open <laughs> the one little dangle drool yeah exactly i think those are the only two that i wrote like wrote down right oh okay so this one's actually kind of important uh, earlier drafts had the movie more of a half and half of a Jason and a Freddy movie instead of it mostly being a Freddy movie. And that's why Sean S. Cunningham actually left. Oh, okay. Production. That I did not know. And our boy, um, what's his name? The house that Freddy built. Uh, what's his name? I will remember it later. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Pretty much, uh, Freddy's daddy, but not... Um, Wes Craven. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but he pretty much took over and was like, ah, oh, no, we're making this more of a Freddy movie instead. 
Let's just make it a Freddy movie. <laughs> just Freddy. honestly, it's it, it is a, mostly a Freddy movie. Well, no, I definitely agree, but it just, it's so good. Yeah, just the way that it is. Um, but yeah, and uh, the director was Ronnie Yu. Yes, who he did the Bride of Chucky, which I I hated at first, but now like as an adult, it's so meta. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. I love that movie so much. It's so good. And it was written by Damien Shannon and Mark Swift. And both of them did Friday the Friday the 13th remake and Baywatch. Yeah. With, um... The Rock. And, uh... Zac Efron. Zac Efron, thank you. I was just like, words, names, hard. I don't know how to do this. Um, and then the composer, I don't know how to pronounce this, but the composer was Graeme Revel. I actually didn't write that down. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's like G-R-A-E-M-E. I'll look that up later. Yeah. Uh, but he did Child's... He did a lot. Child's Play 2, The Crow, Tank Girl, The Craft, Spawn, Idle Hands, Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, Dune, Daredevil, Riddick, Sin City, Grindhouse, Pineapple Express. So, like, half of my favorite fucking movies. <laughs> exactly. And he probably did more, but those are just the ones that I, like, wrote down. Also, Ronnie Yu? I did not know that he did this. You remember Warriors of Virtue? Yeah. He did that. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Also, not going to lie, um, based on the things that I was looking up uh, for facts about this movie, Ronnie Yu kind of seems like an asshole. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Uh, and cinematographer was Fred Murphy, who did Secret Window, RV, one episode of Gossip Girl. Mm-hmm. For anybody who's fans of that show. I hated it personally. but Joe the- Taylor. Yes. Yeah. And five episodes of Fringe. He also did the Mothman Prophecies. Yes. That's mm-hmm. true. You didn't write that one down. I didn't. I'm sorry. Do you mm-hmm. want to do the cast next? Because yes. usually you do this stuff. I kind of took it over this episode. <laughs> uh, let's see what else we got. Runtime. Oh, yeah. What was it? Like 98 minutes. Okay. Very short. Yeah, no, that's pretty short. I mean, it's a slasher. Mm-hmm. It's a slasher. You don't need a three hour long slasher. No, there's, really. no, there's no purpose. Yeah, no. Short, sweet, fun, and then you want to forget about it. Kind of like your first time. <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> uh, it had a budget of um, $30 million, mm-hmm. and it made back $116.6 million. That's a pretty big profit. Yeah, that's a decent amount. For a horror movie? Yeah. I think everyone was just so excited for, like, Freddy versus Jason. Oh, yeah. And plus, per- the, the promotion for that movie was mm, top-notch. <laughs> top-notch. <laughs> Yes. It was pretty much WrestleMania. I, oh my God, because on this, on this DVD that I have, literally one of the, uh, um, special features that they have is showing Freddy and Jason at that, like, WrestleMania convention. Mm-hmm. And it's just so funny because, like, Freddy is just talking away, won't shut the fuck up, and then Jason's just sitting there, like... <laughs> not saying anything. Not saying anything. Just kind of like looking around, not really doing much. And like, you can see the like security guards in the background. Mm-hmm. They are trying so hard not to laugh. <laughs> it's like you can see the look on their face where they're like, mm, their like lips are twitching and they're just like, don't laugh, don't laugh. I would be the same way. I'd be like, fuck, okay. No, I gotta be serious. <laughs> no, this isn't working. Yes, yeah, so it was <laughs> legit like a pseudo boxing weigh-in event. Which I love seeing those because they get so heated. Oh, yes. But it's just, it's so ridiculous. Like, 
I want to know what would happen if they did the same thing with, let's say, if they went through with Chucky versus Leprechaun. Oh, God. I I, want to live in that alternate universe where it happened so I could watch that. Oh, that would have been amazing. I mean, I tell you this all the time. I wish that they had more of these. And, like, not all the time. Not, like, back to back to back. Because then I feel like you'd be getting very old very fast. Universal Monsters. Yeah, but, like, basically having, like, every couple of years, like, we have another one where it's Chucky versus Leprechaun, uh, Pinhead versus Michael, Candyman versus Leatherface. Like, I just... I'd say Pinhead and Candyman and then Leatherface and Michael. Okay, no, no, fair enough. Yeah, because that's not a fair... Michael and Pinhead. It's not a fair fight. Yeah, because poor Michael. Yeah. (laughs) He's only survived too many times. Yeah. Like it makes no sense. Oh, we chopped off his head. Oh wait, no, it wasn't actually him. He um got someone else and put it <laughs> with his clothes on. <laughs> like it's so like, ridiculous. I know how much you love the Halloween movies, and I love them too, but Michael coming back, at least with Jason, like they have some sort of excuse, like he was hit by lightning or someone. Okay, so in my defense, it's more so the first Halloween movie and the third one. Or, mm. No, fair enough. Yeah. Season of Witch, people don't give that movie credit. Yeah, I love that movie, yeah. personally. I know, I understand why people don't like it. But you should... But I love it. But that's what he wanted from the beginning. Yeah. He wanted an anthology series. Yeah. Can you imagine if we got an actual, like, anthology? It would have still been running! Yeah, no, I agree completely, 100%. Like, oh. every couple years, a new Halloween movie. You don't know what's happening in this movie. It's just, you know it's a Halloween movie. Exactly. Oh, uh, no, that would have been that would have been good. But anyway, back to Freddy vs. Jason. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, cast for the movie. Um, you have Monica Kina as Laurie Campbell. Uh, Jason Ritter as Will Rollins. Kelly Rowland, first out of Destiny Child, mm-hmm. uh, as Kia Watterson. Uh, Chris Marquette as Charlie Linderman, who's probably my second favorite character in this movie, besides, you know, obviously, Freddy. Um, Brendan Fletcher as Mark Davis, who is my actual favorite character out of the... I feel like he was the more sound and reasonable out of everyone. No, I definitely agree with that one. Um... Catherine Isabel as Gib. Who was in Ginger Snaps. Yes. And I love that movie. Do, do you know the, the little tidbit about her and Robert Englund? I know that he was extremely excited for her to be in this movie because he loved Ginger Snaps so much. Yes, yes. That, that, oh, okay, yes. yes. <laughs> then yes. Uh, Lachlan Monroe as Deputy Scott Stubbs, who was in Scary Movie. Again, anytime any actor is on Charmed, Anytime I about. see them in anything else, I'm like, oh, he was uncharmed. She was uncharmed. They were uncharmed. <laughs> That's just my first thought it, because I've seen that. W- Honestly, to this day, Charmed will probably always be my favorite TV show mm-hmm. that I've watched a million times and probably will watch a million more before I die because I love that show so much. Fair enough. It's like me with Prison Break. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the last season was kind of, eh. But That's I still, usually, yeah, usually what happens. Yeah. I still like it in general as yes. a whole. Um, Kyle Levine as Bill Freeberg, a.k.a. fake-ass Jason Mewes. 
Yes, because every time I see him, I'm like, is that Jay from Jay and Silent Bob? Uh, did you see the special feature on the, the disc that they're doing, like, cast interviews, and then you see Jason Mewes there? Oh, He's I like, I'm not in this fucking movie. Oh, wait, movie. no, I did see that. I did see that one, yes. Because that, that was the, um, that was the, the New Nightmare, or not New Nightmare, the Freddy movie. Which one? The, the documentary that I... Oh, um... It was that one. What is it called? Never Sleep Again. Never Sleep Again, that one. Yes, I did see that one. Yeah. And I loved it. <laughs> uh, Zach Ward as Bobby Davis, who was the bully in um, A Christmas Story. Yes, mm-hmm. which that's also the thing every time. He, guess what? What? He was in charge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can we make this a turn now that you just try to find some type of connection to Charmed each episode? Absolutely, because... I guarantee there's gonna be so many actors. Some that was type in charm. of uh, what is it? Um, the the one podcast I listened to used to do that, but it was um, finding a connection to the remake to um, Psycho. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I will definitely one hundred percent start doing this because <laughs> because yes, he was on Charmed. <laughs> uh, okay, Ken Kurzinger as Jason Voorhees. A.K.A. not my Jason. Yes. No offense, Ken. Yeah. You did good. But you ain't the Jason. Mm-hmm. And then we have, in all caps, <laughs> Robert motherfucking England as the son of a thousand maniacs himself, Mr. Frederick Krueger. Yes. Which, this was the movie where basically he was like, okay, I'm done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm telling being Freddy. Which, I don't know how long that's going to last. No, he wants to do it again. He yeah, definitely like, wants to do it again. That, it, he, this was his break. This was his hiatus. Yeah. But he I needs mean, to come back. he came back a little bit for that one episode of the Goldbergs. True. That's true. But that was just imitating. That, that was MTV Freddy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. So that is the cast. Woo! Dun, dun, dun. But basically, the summary of this movie is that the teenagers at what is it the town? Springwood Springwood I keep wanting to say Springfield but that's not right Simpsons <laughs> Simpsons uh Springwood they have all forgotten about Freddie so now Freddie needs to come back and scare all the kids again so he can be stronger and you know do his murdering thing but to make them remember him and have fear again he brings Jason back to life which also Backtrack real quick. I can't remember which Friday the 13th movie it was where the ending of that movie was Jason's claw, or Freddy's claw, <clears throat> coming out of the ground and pulling down his Jason's, Jason's mask. Jason, no. No, that's Freddy's dead. Jason goes to hell. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. that one. Yes, that one makes sense. But yeah, that was, which I did, was not really a fan of that movie, but I did like that part. Yeah. Because that, we were leading that's the, into this. That's the one with the, uh, the, the evil slug Jason that travels through people yeah, it was just, so stupid i was, hate that movie just he literally like infects different people and then they still go on a killing spree it was just so stupid you see him for like 0.2 seconds of the film oh i don't like that i hate that movie it's so stupid and people want to judge me for liking jason takes manhattan oh i love jason takes manhattan so <laughs> it's so bad again it's so bad it's good uh i think i told you the other day that i have not actually i made the realization uh not that long ago that i've never seen jason go into space what is it, Jason X? 
It's so funny. I, I need to it's watch so it. It's so funny. And also, there's a cameo by uh, David Lynch. Yeah, I think at this point, I just need to, now that I'm older, because when I first heard about it, I was kind of like, that sounds stupid. I'm not watching it. But now that I'm older, I think I'm going to end up watching it with a different mindset now. Mm-hmm. Like, you absolutely can't go into that movie with the notion that it's a good movie. Kind of like Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah. And Jason takes like that, That's one thing. Like, we're watching this movie, and I'm sitting there writing down notes, and I'm like, I'm pointing out a lot that's wrong with this movie. <laughs> Why do I like this movie? <laughs> because it's so good. It's so bad, it's good. But And it's one of my favorites. Also, can we talk about the fact that Jason really traveled what? Uh, I actually looked it up. Yeah, I was wondering that when we were watching the movie, how far Springwood and Camp Crystal Lake actually is. Where is it? I Where forgot to it? look it up. No, I did look it up. 558 miles from Camp Crystal Lake, New Jersey, to Springwood, Ohio. Okay, to be fair, the man is a zombie. And he can teleport. Yes. By Friday the 13th video game logic. Oh, okay. I was just like, yeah, sure, that. Okay, yeah, whatever you say. He's a supernatural force. He's fine. He can teleport. Well, let's just go with that. <laughs> I mean, I like the explanation that they did with uh, the remake. They had the tunnel system. Uh, oh, yeah. That one That one was really cool. I did mm-hmm. like that a lot. That was different. I, I really do like the <laughs> remake. I like it a lot. But, uh, yes. So, pretty much, um, Freddy brings Jason back to start, like, terrifying these kids and having the fear put into them. And Freddy is being reminded again because all the adults are just like, oh, no, Freddy's back. Yep. And then, of course, things kind of hit the fan, and Freddy and Jason duke it out. And what is, like I said, initially just WrestleMania horror. Yes, exactly, and it's wonderful. Just like, Sunday, 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 (laughs) at the Thunderdome, Jason, Freddy, one night only. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, my God, but... mm. Okay, uh, where do we start? From the beginning! From the beginning. We literally just jump into the movie. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Like, there's any... Because as soon as you start it... Like, what uh, the one thing I did notice um, that I really liked uh, that I forgot about is that they show the New Line Cinema logo mm-hmm. and they start playing, like, the Freddy theme song. Dum, 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 dum. Yeah, that. Yeah, and then it starts adding in that... Ch- 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 and I was like, that is cool. I like the way I, that they kind of mix the two together. I wish they used that more. No, I agree. Because if you're going to do something like that, at least use it throughout the film. Because really, it was just that that part in the beginning and then the end. Yeah. If you really think about that, it was There's the only times. Bookmarks. Yeah, exactly. Which they should, I agree, they should have kind of used it randomly throughout the movie. Maybe not the whole movie. Like whenever you start seeing them together. Exactly. Yeah. That would have made sense. But yeah, and basically we go in and... You see Freddy kind of as a flashback of when he was, you know, still a regular man, Robert England. Yes. And he's making his glove and talking about what happened to him. Mm-hmm. And he's putting together all the pic- the pictures of the children in his book. Yes. And then that's when we start seeing Freddy's demon eye. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I love those. Like, that close-up of his face first mm-hmm. with his eyes and how it's, like, all... You can see, like, the uh, red lines... I forget what exactly it's called. Blood vessels. Blood vessels. Thank you. Words are hard today. (laughs) Yeah. Blood vessels. From. Yeah. 
Yeah, you forgot blood vessels. <laughs> oh my Veterinary god. Veterinary field, yeah. I know. Okay, listen, it was a very long and stressful day today. <laughs> Don't even get me started because I'll be here all day. <laughs> anyway, I did I did the like that a lot, yes. Um and then we also start we have scenes from different Freddy movies. The first four. The first four, yes. Yeah. The better ones. Agreed. And then we have Freddie basically explaining how, uh, you know, the parents all took it upon themselves to kill him. Mm-hmm. And so he's just like, well, now they forgot about me. And now I have to make them afraid again. I can't come back if nobody's afraid. <laughs> wow, that was actually really good. That was very good. Wow, that kind of hurt. But I'm, I'm still impressed. Yeah. That was nice. I kind of want to hear, I definitely want to hear that back. Yeah, that's perfectly <laughs> fine. <laughs> Um, so that's when we start, like, fading into the Jason dream. Mm-hmm. And this line delivery cracks me up every time. Mike, is that you? <laughs> she just Flash. flashes her tits. <laughs> because that's what we do. I actually wrote down, I was just like, this is why you skinny dip with a buddy. Mm-hmm. You don't skinny dip alone, people. You don't meet up with the buddy there. You go with the buddy there. Exactly. Need your buddy system. <laughs> what was it? What, what was it from uh, Finding Nemo? Oh, I don't remember. It's been too long. Jumping buddy? Maybe something like that. I don't know. It's been a while since yeah, I've seen that yeah. movie. But yeah, and like, of course, the girl starts realizing that it's not Mike, and she now has to run through the woods. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you see her, like, backing up. This is the one thing that always has me confused. You see her backing up, like, to the tree, and she's, like, thinking that's Jason, but it's not. And then eventually Jason does show up, and he takes the machete and stabs her. And you can see the machete going to the other end of the tree. The other side of the tree. That's a tiny tree. That was a big tree. I'm saying for... Oh, okay, for the machete. Yeah. Because I was looking at that, I was just like, that tree is huge. How And the machete's not that long. How is it going all the way through her and the tree? And also those blue tones in this scene. Oh, yes, that was nice. Yes. And then you see, you know, because the one girl is changing to, like, all these different people saying, like, I deserve to be punished. So, we all deserve to be punished, Jason. I wrote a little joke about her reaction time. I don't know if I should say it. Oh, God. Might as well just say it now. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of wrote myself into a corner there. I said that she had the reaction time of Helen Keller. (laughs) 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 Like, no type of dodging. Nothing. (laughs) Nothing. If this was a different show, you would have heard Piccolo screaming from the background. (laughs) Dodge! Oh, my God. I'm really glad it was not drinking my Red Bull when you said that. Oh, you would have Red Bull everywhere. Oh, God. Oh, now I'm crying. Also, hello, not Betsy Palmer. Oh, yeah. yeah, no. Because wasn't she supposed to? Uh, they wanted her to, but she backed out because they weren't doing anything with her character. Yeah, basically, wasn't it, like, she felt it was, like, beneath her or something yeah, like that? Yeah, pretty Which, much. by the way, anybody who doesn't know, that is the original mother, uh, the original Mrs. Voorhees. Pamela Voorhees. Pamela Voorhees, yes, yes thank you. Yeah, Ooh. I did hear about that. Mm-hmm. But, eh, whatever. 
but yes, but at that point, because Freddy is basically using Jason's mother to like be like, you need to kill these kids, go after these children, because they all need to be punished. Mm-hmm. And then he walks like 500 some miles to Springwood. Yeah. And then, title card! Also, El Nino. Well, it wasn't them yet. Yeah, it was. No, they're in the, um... No, they're in the beginning and the end. They no, look... they're not? Yeah. I looked it up! I forget who it is, but... <laughs> I'm pretty sure that... No, I looked it up. It was somebody else. Uh, I forget now. Who who was it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Spineshank. It is. Why have I always thought it was... Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Wow! I oh, It's one of those Mandela effects. Yeah, no, because, yeah, they're... Uh, they don't play until the um, end credit scene. It's the first. It's the very first song in the soundtrack. That's probably what I'm. That's thinking probably of. what you're thinking of. I yeah, just no, because the effect. first movie is by Spineshank. I forget the exact name of the song, but it's Spineshank. Beginning of the end. Yes. Yes. That one. But yes, and uh, also, I liked the. What I noticed is I liked the use of Jason's shadow throughout the movie because, like, mm-hmm. once you see on Elm Street, you all you see is Jason's shadow. On the street. Yeah. And, and I like and plus, that a lot. Yeah, that, that imagery is just so good. Exactly. Like, obviously, there are some complaints that there that is involved in this movie, but I did like that effect because mm-hmm. it just looked really cool. And not showing him, even though they had already showed him in the beginning of the movie, like, at that point, it just, I, I like that a lot. So, for me, it's more so, like, symbolizing a storm coming because, literally, it's yes. raining out and then you just see his, his shadow. Mm-hmm. So, I was like, yes, because Jason is a force of nature. <laughs> And there's a lot of rain in this movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, of oh. course, all the te- you see all the teenagers. Mm-hmm. Well, first the girls having a, what was supposed to be a girls' night. Yeah. Uh, playing Fuck, Mary Kill. Yes. Which was three stooges first. Yeah. Mo, Larry, and Curly. I'm trying to think. Who would I? I ain't, I ain't answering the second one. The second one was the Scooby-Doo characters. One of them being Scooby-Doo. I ain't yeah. fucking no dog. No, that's... No. And <laughs> when Kia's talking about getting a nose job. Oh, and, yeah, um, like, you need a lobotomy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be any of us talking to each other about that kind of situation. Mm-hmm. No, it was, was it a nose job? No, it was um, yeah, no, liposuction. Wanted, no, she wanted a nose job. Because she was po- poking at her nose and saying, like, do you think I should get my nose done? Because then later, yeah, yeah, you yeah. see Freddie's knives, like, ripping off her nose. In her dream. Yes. I've uh, seen this movie way too many times. <laughs> also, with that comment, I said same. The lobotomy. Oh, yes. <laughs> can I just get a lobotomy? Because maybe I'll just get a break from life. Right? It's like I can take a breather. And also, the the feng shui line. Oh, when the guys come over? Yeah. Also, why are you complaining about a little bit of uh, cigarette breath? That ain't that bad. Yeah, because basically, like, because the girls are all there hanging out, and all of a sudden the guys show up, which one of them is a douchebag. Um, and, like, as soon as he kisses Gabe, he's like, oh, baby, you smell like an ashtray, or you smell like cigarettes. His name's Trent, right? Is it Trent? Trey. Trey, mm-hmm. right. I don't know why I was getting Trent. It's still a douchey vibe. Whatever. It's douchebag. Yeah. It's not as bad as Chad, though. Sorry to my friend Chad. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. But yes, and uh, because they're all hanging out, and then you know Brent was like, "I like your house; it's a feng shui." Yeah. 
Oh, you should check out her bedroom. Really feng shui. Yeah, she has great feng shui there. (laughs) Why don't you go upstairs and show them your feng shui? I'd be the same way as Lori, though. I'm just like, are you seriously? No, knock it off. (laughs) Stop it. He's an idiot. Get him out. (laughs) Uh, And then, of course, uh, Gib and Trey end up going upstairs to have sex. Yeah. Which we all know what happens when you do that in horror movies. It doesn't end well. Also, you don't say, I'll be back. Exactly. Yes, we've had this discussion. Okay, thank you, Scream. Mm-hmm. But I'm just so happy that Trey was the first death because he was such a douchebag. Well-deserving. Well-deserving. Yeah. Like, while she's literally taking a shower, which, of course, the shower scene, they had to use a body double mm-hmm. for somebody else because that was why her and the director did not get along. Yeah, because she had a no-nudity clause in her contract. And he was trying to Force go her. back on his yeah. promise, so they was that just... Did not go well from there. Which, you know what? Good for you, girl. Yeah. You know what? You stick up for your... If you don't want to do it, you don't do it. But, uh... Also, I liked how the way that they did, um... That, uh, kill scene with Trey. Mm-hmm. With the bed. How, like, they basically... He had his... Because he was laying his top half down on the top of the bed. And then he had his legs in this sort of hole in the bottom. And those legs were, like, fake rubber legs. Yeah. And then... It, the way that the uh, bed actually, like, came up was very slowly, but they ended up... I forget... Hold on. I wrote down... Yeah, it was basically, like, it was an undercrank. Undercrank is what it was called. Um, and the way that they did was they did it... They transported the motion picture film through a camera at a slower than normal frame rate to create the illusion of an increased speed. Hmm. So I thought that that was pretty cool. But yeah, um, that scene was definitely enjoyable because I uh, did not like that character at all. And you just see him laying on the bed and his beer is just shaking in his mm-hmm. hand. <laughs> just fizzing all over the place. Like, those guys exist. <laughs> they do. They're out there. Um, And then, of course, because after Gib gets done the shower, she sees, she walks up towards the door because she heard a noise and she sees all the blood on the floor and she stepped in it. So she had to, like, look and she opens the door and she just starts screaming. Mm-hmm. The rest, everybody runs outside <coughs> in the pouring rain. The cop conveniently just shows up. Oh, yeah, that never happens. Out of nowhere. That never happens. And he's like, oh. <laughs> do you, do you kids need some assistance? <gasps> what the fuck do you think? With blood all over her hands. I mean, I'd be the same way. I'd be like, really? What was your first clue? <laughs> Us running out of the house screaming. Me in a towel, naked, running outside screaming. Or the blood all over my hands. Yeah. Tell me. Let me know. <laughs> uh, uh, just... <laughs> I love that line. What the fuck do you think? I, I have so many, like, quotes written down from this movie. No, same here. Because they're just so quotable. Oh, yeah. And I love it. So, yeah, finally the cops show up. They take them to the police thing. The jail. The station. Station. (laughs) They take them to jail. (laughs) They take them to jail. And they all talk about, like, all the adults are talking about, like, oh, crap, like, Freddy's back, Freddy's back. We don't say his name. You just said it, like, eight times. Exactly. It's like, you can't say, no, okay, okay, all right, whatever. And plus, if... Everyone knew that that was, like, law in this place. Why would you even say it out loud in front of these kids? Exactly. Like, you know one of them was going to hear, which, of course, Lori does. 
Because then she realized, she's like, you know, everybody keeps saying, like, this name. Like, I heard the cops say this name. And she, like, lays her head down. She's like, what was the name? What was the name? <gasps> Freddy. Which, by the way, um, because then she's in the dream world. How the hell did she fall asleep that fast? She wasn't sleepy, though. Not at all. That's what I'm saying. Like, she was literally, I like, mean, also, we don't know how many, how much time has passed since they got picked up and... That moment. Agreed, but they really should have specified a little bit more. Yeah. Because at least with the original Nightmare movies, like, it was very obvious that, like, Nancy was going, like, days and days and days without sleep. Yeah. So, yes, naturally, when you, when it's been so long since you have slept, your brain basically shuts itself off. And you end up just falling asleep anywhere. Yeah. And so that made sense. Where this one, it just, it wasn't orchestrated well yeah in my opinion because all of a sudden she just falls asleep and she's just in the dream world where she wasn't even sleepy in the slightest and not only that everyone in this movie who is sleepy looks gorgeous oh yes now we're insomniacs we know what it's like not to sleep for days you think we look that good do you see these circles underneath my eyes i see the circles underneath your eyes yeah why do you think i got the nickname panda (laughs) exactly we are exhausted and we're not okay people but no, I definitely agree with you on that one. Because at least Nancy, like, obviously she's still gorgeous, Heather Laning Camp. But you could, they put in the effort of yeah. making her look absolutely exhausted. Uh, but no, I agree with you on that one. Uh, and then she has the dream state where she sees the blood dripping down on the floor, which horribly, horrible mm-hmm. CGI. Oh, yeah. It was just so bad. Uh, and it was like I was saying that um, the missing kid posters doesn't hold up well no with all of them all of a sudden like small smiles and happy and then as she's walking by slowly turns and looks at her because i also feel like that that's been overdone yeah where it's kind of like all right we get it the pictures they follow you but no matter where you move okay we're moving on same thing with the little girl the effects on her eyes yeah and also like Lori, come on like if i saw a girl with no eyes i would my first response would not be like, oh my god, backing away. I'd be like, oh shit, are you okay? We need to find someone. But that's, she's... I'm swinging. Just gonna start swinging and yeah, punching I the girl? Yeah, I don't trust little kids. <laughs> no, that's fair enough. The little kids be demons and whatnot. That's Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. I see a, a eyeless little child saying, oh, he gonna come back. He gonna... Just <laughs> knock out. Just, just straight... That, that's all you're gonna hear. Just punt the child. <laughs> Fair enough. But then at that point, she wakes up back at the prison. Although, wait, did she see Freddy in that dream yet? Yeah, because uh, we play uh, Pop Goes to Freddy. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Just, yes. <laughs> just <"Hur." laughs> I like that description. It was great. <laughs> uh, I actually wrote, wrote down Pop Goes to Freddy. Pop, Pop Goes to Freddy. But yeah, and she ends up waking up and... Eventually, they leave the, uh... Precinct. The precinct. That's the name. And then that's when we go to Brent, right? Brent? Blake. 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 I'm going to call him Blake. <laughs> that, that makes more sense to me. But yeah, because he's back at his house, and, you know, he's really upset about his best friend, which you got to pick better friends, dude. Yeah, Trey. Being dead or whatever. Um... Then that's when he starts flipping out his dad because his dad's berating him. I'm like, one, you got a point. Two, you're going about it wrong. Yeah, like the dad basically comes out and he's just like, "You were so, like, why were you there? You were supposed to be watching your sister, which 
Fair enough. Especially depending on how old your sister is. Like, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and he's like, my best friend just died. Like, this isn't the fucking time or something like that. And it's... Why don't you give me some fucking space? Yeah, exactly. Which, yes, I agree with that one where it's just like, yeah, okay, that's fair enough. Maybe that was not the appropriate time to start screaming at your child. Yeah, but when do parents actually make good decisions in those moments? Never. I'll admit, I guarantee I'm going to be this, making the same mistakes because, you know, human. Mm. Oh, but... And he ends up falling asleep, which that makes a little bit more sense, I guess. Because one, drinking to the time period that past exactly yeah and then because you know oh wait no because before he falls asleep he's saying like don't worry trent i'll i'll i'll, I'll avenge you or i'll whatever. avenge you i'll go after that freddy guy myself yeah because apparently the cops let slip the name freddy so you heard that and then yeah he falls asleep and then we get the goat <laughs> the random goat the outside goat. the steps with the what? blood dripping down yeah Oh, I love the goat, though. Very yeah. random and not really necessary at all, the slightest. Nah. <laughs> it's really cute. Because then we see Freddy, and all of a sudden you get that shadow figure, which is another one that does not hold up. No, it doesn't. Of, like, the long shadow, and Freddy just, this big, like, shadow monster above him, like, not letting him pass, and then pushing through his glove into his stomach, which does not actually work. It just goes straight through him. I, I feel like they relied way too heavily on CGI for Freddy. And they that, did. It defeats, like... The charm that Freddy has, that, like that, that was it practical effects. Yeah, exactly, and that they, yeah, they definitely relied way too much on CGI yeah. in this movie, especially when it came to Freddy. But and at that point, Freddy realized it's like, oh, I'm not strong enough yet. Mm-hmm. I'll let Jason have some fun. Also, was he monologuing to Brent in his dream, or Balake rather, or the audience? I th- uh, the audience breaking the fourth wall. I feel like yeah. But still, you're, you're still in the dream. My man hasn't woke up yet. So are you talking to him about all this? Because you know he's going to die? Yeah, no. I think he's like talking to the audience because this is still his world. Yeah. At the end of the day. And then, of course, when this guy wakes up, his dad is next to him, just standing, sitting there with his mouth open. And he kind of gently moves his dad. And his, the head just pops off. Like, granted, obviously it's been cut and like the head has been placed back on. Yeah. But the way that it just popped off, just... it just like pop and then squirt. It's just like it one really should have probably just fallen off yeah instead of popping like that and two depending on how long he's dead how is the blood still squirting like that because mm-hmm. i feel like he's been dead for at least like maybe a few minutes or at least two minutes at least two minutes yeah but at that point jason is there and uh blake is like oh no and usually try to use his dad's head as daddy a save me <laughs> and, then Fred, and jason just wham with the machete uh, do, 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 do. and then, do we get the part that they escaped? No, not yet. Yeah, no, because they're at the school and they're all talking outside. Although, I can't remember which came first, but, like, you end up finding out that Will and Mark are both in, like, an institute. Yeah. Um. And they're taking Hypnocell. Yes. What's the name of the institute? Uh, West... Something, I should have written that down. Westview? Not. West... No, not Westview. No, I think it was Westview. Weston Hills. Weston Hills. Yes, yes, you're right. Yes. Yeah, because then you find out that, like, Will finds out on the news that something happened at Lori's house, his girlfriend. And he's, like, instantly worried and wants to, like, go back and check it out. That was a little, like, snippet right there. Yeah. Um. Also, did you notice that really bad ADR job when they were arguing about the TV volume? Like, you can see his lips moving from the side, like, on the back shot. 
saying completely different words than what was recorded. Oh, I didn't notice and that. And it's like very obvious. Oh, I never noticed that. What I noticed was that it kind of said Kruger at the bottom of the screen on the TV, mm-hmm. whereas K-R-G-R, mm-hmm. which obviously on purpose, but like I did like that a lot. And um, that's when Mark and Will are talking about like, you know, why are we here, blah, blah, blah. And uh, Mark says, we're institutionalized. And the only thing I kept on thinking was, all I wanted was a Pepsi. And she wouldn't give it to me. <laughs> Just a Pepsi. Uh, that's fair enough. Fair enough. 100%. But yeah, like kind of out of order only because I can't sometimes, you know me, when it comes to like back and forth on stuff, it's hard for me to keep track. Yeah. But like because they end up escaping from the mental institute by literally Mark waving his ass Person has got his ass on the glass. Exactly. And mm-hmm. she'll be like, oh, look at me. I'm making noises. And, like, the head honcho <laughs> dude is just like, all right, here we go. And pulls out his tranquilizer and shit. Mm-hmm. Which, like, you can see them uh, dragging him down the hallway when he's clearly, like, high as fuck. Where did his shirt go? Because he was wearing a shirt when he was antagonizing the dude. But then when they're dragging him back to his room, Wasn't he's just shirtless. No, it was like a sweater. That he right. was originally wearing. And then all of a sudden, he's just shirtless. I'm like, where did his shirt go? <laughs> but then Will, nicely enough, when because Mark shows that he got the key for them to get out. Yeah. Mark was nice enough to find him. Or Will was nice enough to find him another shirt. Because by the time that they're leaving, he's wearing another shirt. So, they were wearing full civilian clothes. Were they? Yeah. Oh, I thought that they were wearing their own clothes at that moment. Eh, oh, well, whatever. He's wearing clothes. In the pouring rain, again... Because mm-hmm. that's just on and off what it does, at least in the beginning of the movie. Um, but yeah, because then we end up cutting back to school where the girls are all talking in the hallway. Mm-hmm. And, like, Lori is talking about her nightmares that she was seeing and describing Freddy, like, to a T. And all of a sudden you just see all of the teenagers in the hallway just stop and stare. And if it were me in that situation, I'd be like, what the fuck are you all looking at? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she needed to get some huspa. Get some chuspa in her. Chuspa. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Get some chuspa and like get get the fuck out of here. I'm talking. Exactly. Like I would have that would have been me. I'd be like, will you back the fuck well, up? It's you, that's why. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. You're insinuating that I'm an angry person. I don't gotta insinuate. <laughs> I ain't saying nothing. <laughs> but yeah, and then we end up having the girls all talking to each other about the dream, because then Mark shows up. Mm-hmm. Don't know how they got into the school. But he ends up... Uh, I mean, 2000... Uh, no, no, that's that's post-9-11, so... Yeah, so a lot of schools would have been stricter at oh, that yeah. moment. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, because he ends up showing up, and he's literally singing the Freddy theme song. Mm-hmm. And, like, freaking Lori the fuck out, because he's just like, he's coming for you, he's coming for all of us, he died, he was killed by all the parents. Want and- some advice? Coffee. Make friends with it. And I was like, thanks, Rachel, for the advice. <laughs> Thank you, Rachel. And then, like, poor Lori is just standing there just like, what the fuck is going on? What is even happening? And then Will, to the rescue, be like, you're scaring her. Stop. Mm-hmm. Stop doing that, Mark. Like, calm down. Will? Faint. And she just passes out when she's just like, oh, my God, it's Will. Couldn't it have been that good to be waiting all that time on a high school? Well, 
Yeah, high school relationships, man. It's they they t- don't last. No, not really. But also, like, the fact not, that not she always, was legit just laying down in, like, the nurse's office at the school. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you didn't think to, like, maybe take her to a hospital or a doctor's office to have her actually, like, checked out. You're just going to have her sleep in the nurse's Also, station? I can't really sleep. I mean, I can sleep in that position. But I'd rather not sleep in that position because that usually ends up triggering my uh, sleep paralysis. Yeah, nope, fair enough. But I did like how, like, because Gib and Kia were both waiting for her, mm-hmm. like, to wake up pretty much. And Gib was looking through the uh, magazine all about uh, plastic surgery, which I'm like... Kia. What? Kia was looking through, not Gib. That, oh, I thought I said Kia. My no, bad. Gib was knocked, knocked the fuck out of sleep. asleep. And, uh, yes, Kia was looking through the uh, um, plastic surgery magazine, which I'm just like, school sh- should not be having that, thank you very much. I know it was, like, kind of a dream world. Yeah. But I'm just like, no, no, no. And also, of all things, you ask a school nurse if she knows about plastic surgery. But don't forget, the sign says, sorry, the nurse can't help you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I liked that a lot. And then, of course, because then you have, because uh, then it starts showing, like, gory, like, body gore kind of, like, in the magazine. And she's looking yeah. through and getting more and more scared. And then you see Freddy pop up. And he just whoop, whoop, with his finger knives right underneath, like in her nostrils, and be like, "Got your nose!" And just flips it off and just uh-huh. which screaming. Ag- yep. Yeah, which again, that that CGI Did, not no not well done. That could've... you could kind of see a shift around in its own like parallax. It's exactly. Kinda... No, like, yeah, that that doesn't hold up. That really doesn't no, wasn't it, done no. that well. So then we get a little conversation with Will and Mark, pretty much saying that you know you kind of spread a lot of fear right now with what you just said because a whole bunch of people heard what you said. You should have shut the fuck up. Yeah, because they realized that this is what Freddie. This is what was happening was the adults were keeping everything hush hush because Freddie gets his powers from people like knowing him and being afraid of him, and he's like, oh shit. What did I do? I fucked up. I was like, yeah, you did fuck yeah, up, Yeah, so that was between the conversation at school, because they did the movie logic where you stop a conversation and wait until you go to a whole different ass place, yep. and then continue the conversation. <laughs> yes. Like, what do they talk about between? Nothing. I want that movie. <laughs> sports. I don't know, that's just my first go-to. Go sports ball! <laughs> go sports ball! Uh, but, mm-hmm. Yeah, but they end up uh, running out of school because they see the cops. Yeah. Um, that's when they end up going to the library doing research on Freddy and notice that everything is redacted, not blacked out. It's called redacted. Use the term. <laughs> but, like, because his, sui- his brother's suicide was not listed in there at all. Yeah. And, like, all these other obituaries were, like, cut out and everything like that and redacted. So, like, Looking at this movie now, with the past two years, are we in Weston Hills and Freddy is COVID? Yes. Hmm. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Go you. <laughs> I like right? that reference right there. I is smart sometimes. <laughs> Only sometimes. Little bits of the times. <laughs> That's okay. Me being a vet tech couldn't remember what blood vessels were. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't fire me at my job if any of you are listening. <laughs> I swear I know how to do my job. It's just been a very long day. But yeah, when they start realizing that they might have fucked up 
the parents' plans. Yep. <laughs> Mark's one line cracks me up. Shit, man. Kids are going to start falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> of course they're going to fall asleep. Oh, you dumbass. Just said kids are going to start dreaming. Yep. Exactly. That would have made more sense. Yeah. But whatever. And because uh, Will ends up taking the van, which, by the way, we need that van. Yes. Like me but and also, But also, that van is still running all this time? It's impressive. Yeah. Because, like, his parents aren't there? Yeah, I don't Question know where... Mark? Yeah, we don't know where his parents went to. No idea at this point. They have to still be there because, like, all of their shit is there. And, like, all of his stuff in his room mm-hmm. is there. So, yeah, no idea. I don't even think that there's an explanation about his parents. Because you would think his parents would be like, oh, yeah. Why are you here? Yeah, you're not supposed to be here. You're supposed to be at the loony bin. <laughs> but, yeah, because... Uh, he ends up giving the keys to his van to uh, Will, and he's like, this is my brother's pride and joy. You take care of it, which they do not take care of that van later. No. <laughs> it's okay. At that point, Mark is dead. It's fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He won't care. Yeah, no. At this point. Because then, at this point, uh, Will goes back to Lori's to see... No, wait, no. Wait a minute. The rave. They go to the rave. Yes. The cornfield rave. I which, always... that is my favorite scene. I've always movie. wanted to go to the cornfield rave. Like, when I was little watching this movie, I was thinking, you know, high school parties going to be like this. They're not. Yeah, I never went to high school parties. It was so disappointing. <laughs> it was so disappointing. I wasn't cool enough to go to the high school parties. That's so fine. Me and my friends, we had our own parties. Yes. It was more fun anyway. Mm-hmm. But yes, because, like, they're all having a good time drinking. They're talking about the deaths. Mm-hmm. Gib ends up running into one of those conversations. Yes, and just throws her empty cup at the guy. <laughs> He's like, at not... <laughs> at not Jay. Yeah, not so Jay. Not so Jay. And also, again, why is Kia such a hater? I don't like her character. <laughs> I don't like her character at all. But then Linderman comes in with the roast. It's like, I I know why that you make fun of me. I forget the exact word of the monologue that he did. But basically, like, knocked her off of her pedestal a little bit. Yeah. Which, don't get me wrong, like, some of the stuff that he says is kind of like, all right, you're kind of, you need to tone it down as well because you, you're trying so hard to sound like the smart person. Because you just kind of sound like a douche. Like a know-it-all douche. Mm-hmm. The, really, just the two of them, you need to just back off. You just both need to calm down because you're both acting ridiculous. And poor Lori is just sitting here like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that ends up turning her on to him. Yeah, because then, you know, you see a little something, something kind of mm-hmm. going in between there. But the more important part about the whole rave scene is starting when Gib goes off into the cornfield and she sees Trey... Or Trent. No, Trey, Trey. Trey, thank you. Like, he's like look, peeking out between the corn and he's just like, really? I'm dead for one day and you're already getting, like, wasted? <laughs> Come on! And you can tell, like, his, he's, like, hold, supposed to be holding up his own head and, like, moving himself around. Yeah. I feel like out of everyone in this movie, she has the worst death. Because of everything that's going on around her. Yeah, no, that's fair. Because that scene with the rave rapist, raver rapist guy was creepy as hell. Yeah, so she's well. getting harassed by Freddy in her dreams. 
molested in real life and then stabbed through the chest by Jason yeah. at the end of everything. Yeah, pretty much. It's like, oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Did you see what they were originally trying to do for uh, when she went into the boiler room? I think so. Yeah, like, basically, the, uh, her the tray was supposed to be there for, like, more scenes. He was, like, at one end of the boiler room, and he was, like, kind of talking to her and, like, going towards her, like, in very weird... Yes, yes, I did see that. ...funky ways, and they just couldn't do it because the CGI just looked way too horrible, which yeah. it did 100%, and I'm glad that they ended up not doing that. Because basically, at that point, she's just going around the boiler room trying to find him, and Freddy is, like, creeping in the corner, just like, Hello! And she ends up going into the locker, and Freddy's about to kill her, and then all of a sudden she's stabbed by Jason in the real world, and <clears throat> Freddy's just like, no! She was mine! I'm gonna see if I can do the voice again. Okay. <clears throat> I gotta clear the throat. <clears throat> no! She's mine! 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 No. Not as good as the no, first time, no, the first time, still... yeah. No, good. I can't do it again. You, you did the best you could. Yeah. That's that's. My points. throat was dry. The points for that, at least. Yeah, I tried. Uh, but, like, the, just even the scene after that where, like, uh, you go back to the party and there's those two guys who's, like, smoking weed and they're drinking. And Jason just shows up behind them. Who calls someone a corn poke? I don't even know. What, what type of insult is that? What's a corn poke? <laughs> You're the one poking them. I don't even know. And the one guy's like, why don't you just go? This is a, a rave, not a Halloween party. Why don't you just find yourself a pig to fuck? Also, he looks 40. Oh, 100%, yes. But, like, and then the guy starts, like, poking him and with the corn poke and everything. And then Jason... invite only corn poke and you weren't... <laughs> and Jason just grabs his head and just flips it around. And then Son of a bitch. I love, I love the part after he turns his head, Jason just pokes, pokes. him <laughs> and he just falls down. I love that scene so much. It was one of my favorites. Also, and, that actor cannot run and hold liquid in his mouth without making it very obvious that you have liquid in your mouth. I noticed that too, because literally he's running away from Jason and he's like trying to make noises with his mouth shut and it's just like, okay. And then Jason throws the machete and he just suddenly spits out blood. But there's obviously a cut there. So they could have just done it easily and just filmed him running normally and then done the cut and then had the blood in his mouth. No, I agree. That that was not well executed. Ronnie, but we got a cool Jason on fire scene. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, that was really cool. And it wasn't actually Ken Kernsinger, who was a stunt man himself. It mm. was another stunt man. Our Jason would have done it. Well, like, because the director didn't want him to. He wanted to do it, Ken. Mm. But the director was just like, no, like, you are an actor at this point. Like, you can't do stunt work but here. But that, that's the whole point of Jason. Agreed. Agreed. But what was cool is I actually saw in the um, behind the scenes for this movie on the disc that I have where basically they have uh, some sort of like aloe like liquid that's uh, with tea tree oil and different other stuff that they lather on the stunt double. Mm -hmm. Then they put on, they have him have this like tube in his mouth so he can breathe through it and then another like kind of Jason mask that's made with like a thick material that's also like the same material that they put for bulletproof vests. Put that over his head, and then the Jason mask, and then, you know, obviously he's wearing a flame-resistant yeah. outfit. 
And then they set him on fire. So I'm just like, that is a lot of work that goes into that stuff. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Again, going back to the first uh, Friday the 13th, not Friday the um, Nightmare on Elm Street movie. That actor was on fire for like five straight minutes. Exactly. It's like impressive what these people do. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love it though. But, and then of course Jason goes around and he's like killing all these people left and right, just slinging his machete everywhere and just mm-hmm. killing all these people. Legitimate bloodbath. Exactly. He killed the beer too. Because mm-hmm. the beer just sprays all over him and. Yeah. There goes the flames. They're going away. Uh, also, so once everyone starts running and they end up seeing Gib dead on the floor, that's only like the third time they ever say her name. That's true. That's kind of sad. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, also, um, what's her name? Monica Keener? Kenner? Right? Yes. She can scream. Oh my god, this entire movie. Like, a lot of times she's just talking. It's kind of like that like growling scream that she has like at the i know i'm jumping the gun here but like at the very end where she's telling will that they're not leaving yet because she wants to see freddie die and she has like that growling the grit that grit growling that she's doing i'm just like okay oh my god all right yeah i feel like she is actually an underrated scream queen scream queen there we go i agree and of course as a child the actress was absolutely terrified of freddie yes i wrote that down she like went days without eating without sleeping her teachers thought she was being abused Mm -hmm. and then finally like her parents put like a picture of robert england and a picture of freddie next to each other by her bed so she would see when she would fall asleep that they're different people Mm -hmm. all right that's one way to teach your child but hey if it works it works i think she didn't end up telling robert england until the last day of shooting yeah Mm mm-hmm uh, poor girl. <laughs> but they end up driving away from the party. And I liked, because they were talking about first uh, Freddy and they were saying like, that wasn't the guy from my dream, that was somebody else. And, um. Dude, that goalie was fucking pissed <laughs> about something. He was pissed about, that goalie was pissed about something. I was like, oh my God. He ends up dropping her off at home, but tells her that um, he doesn't think it's a good idea because he knows that. Something happened with her dad and her mom. Yeah, that she saw her him killing her mom. Mm-hmm. So, but then dad comes swooping in and he's like, "Get out of the car!" This whole big fight is happening, and yeah. she's just like, "Stop it! Oh my god!" Again, screaming again. Exactly. So she ends up running upstairs, or at least to the middle of the staircase, and dad walks in. The only thing I'm thinking about this entire time is close that. Damn door. Thank you. I could see the water going on the hardwood floors. I was just like, you are causing water damage on that floor. You need to shut the damn door. (laughs) That was my thought, at least. Yeah. (laughs) Because that's where my mind goes to. I mean, would they have basements in Ohio? I have no idea. I don't know what Ohio has. No, no, I do know what Ohio has. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. (laughs) That's as far as my knowledge goes. (laughs) Uh, but no, I agree. I was thinking the same thing. I was just like, shut the door. Just shut the door. Because they're literally arguing about, like, her mom and what's going on. And we'll talk about it in the morning, you need honey. need to go to sleep. And then she ends up, like, running upstairs to her room and then climbing outside the window mm-hmm. and meets up with Will. So the, the little exchange they had between the door. Open this door. Go 
away. I'm like, that's the most teenager line in this entire movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And she's just holding the door like, go away. <laughs> I've had those moments as a teenager. I still have those moments. <laughs> I'm always like to Brian. I'm just like, just leave me alone. <laughs> oh. Now I just like scream out, I'm having such a nice day. <laughs> Fuck. Like I'll say Rude. that. Rude. I'll, I'll be in the middle of work just saying that. At the top of my lungs, I'm like, oh, but something, something pissed off Danny. It's like, oh, God, never mind. But they ended up going back to Mark's house. Yeah. And then uh, we get, you know, because now at this point, like, Mark's starting to fall asleep, and he ends up going to the bathroom because he sees, like, steam and shit. Yeah. Awesome. Why y'all white people like checking out scary... No, I, I wrote it out like this. Why y'all white people like checking out scurry shit in horror movies instead of getting... <laughs> because we're stupid. Like, you obviously home alone. And then you see the both the light and the steam coming out because someone's in the shower. Mm-hmm. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out of there. I'm out. But this is why we love Cabin in the Woods, because it points out those flaws. Mm -hmm. And also, the new Scream movie points those out a yeah. lot. Yeah. Uh, but even, like, the prosthetics of the wires that come out of the floor and, like, go into Mark's feet, that took, like, three or four hours yeah. to put together. And then when they show the brother... Um, in the bathtub? In the bathtub. Because, um, you know, he's saying, like, everyone forgot about Freddy! But he also, because he was saying in the uh, Freddy documentary that i was watching mm -hmm. that uh that scene where he's like walking up to mark and you can see like the steam coming from his hands and like his bubbles in his skin yeah apparently it was literally like three guys behind him like on the floor chain smoking cigarettes and just blowing into these tubes <laughs> to make sure like the smoke coming up and i'm just like that's a unhealthy way to do an effect there's different ways of doing it but it's the cheaper way which is the horror way. Exactly. It's the cheaper way. It's the early 2000s way. Yeah. Where people didn't really care as much as their health. We had more pressing matters. Around that time. That's true. But yeah, and also, because uh, Freddie is saying to Mark, he needs to pass on a message, and he's like, I, I won't, won't do it. it. He's like, fine, I'll just do it myself. And sets his back on fire, and literally it's... He's a firebender. He's a firebender. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he ends up, because he's the only one that Freddy kills in this entire movie. Yeah. And then um, the whole struggling scene is happening, and Mark's dead, and you just see Will and Laurie just see on his back. Freddy's back. Through a mirror. Through a mirror. I'm like, I see that pun that you did there, Freddy. So then we cut to the police station, and then you see the, the captain, or the sheriff, I think it is. Uh -huh. Sheriff. Because they're de deputies. Yeah, sheriff. Um, they're telling them that, you know, they, they put a curfew up. Anyone who's under 18, blah, blah, blah. And then here comes... Schools are shut down. Yeah. Officer Stubbs. Parents saying, um, no, we got a copycat of Jason. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I noticed about that scene is the picture in the back of George W. Bush. I noticed that too. I don't know why I, it just was grabbing my attention in this moment. But yeah, that's all I could see. Just him smiling in the background. I mean, Ohio's a red state anyway, right? Maybe. I don't know, Andrew. I don't follow that stuff. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I don't care enough. Yeah. Fuck the government. 
the sheriff is telling him, he's just like, we have our own way of doing things here. So when later we go back to the all the kids, where are they at that moment? I think they're free words. Okay, that would make sense. Because um, they're all there. Because the, later the cop ends up showing up and they're like, oh, fuck, now we're all fucked. And Freebird is like throwing away all of his weed that's everywhere. Like, I wasn't doing anything. My mom trying to hide my stash. <laughs> <laughs> we had a whole bunch of cops here the other day. Oh, God. She hid everything except for the one thing that actually had something. At least she tried. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't enough, but either way, it's not anything like that bad no someone got arrested like a couple apartments down i also liked when the cop showed up and they're like how did you find us and he's just like well the scooby-doo van outside kind of made it obvious oh and by the way don't leave your keys in the door and just throws the keys at freebird i'm like (laughs) freaking of course you did which Uh... one of the things that i had noticed during the scene because yeah they're all talking about freddy versus jason and all that fun shebang and you can see Lori on the couch, like, in the background. Mm-hmm. And the way... This is when, like, it, it kind of, like, peaked. Like, made me notice this. And it was kind of annoying me. Because you can tell that a lot of the outfits that she wears, they purposely make it so she's supposed to be the virgin. So she's wearing whites, pastels. Mm-hmm. Like, all that stuff where it's just, flor- like, floral... Yeah. and stuff like that. However, they also make it a very point throughout the entire movie... That she is wearing these tight shirts, mm-hmm. and the way that they position her, where like her neck is back and it's just full Cleavage. chest, just sticking out. And I'm just like, and even when Freddie is attacking her and she's wearing that nightgown, and the way that they have the camera point where it's just looking down her shirt, I'm just like, <sighs> do better. I'm like, guys, like, come on. And I know I've seen in the documentary that uh, the director was saying how like he would show the movie to screenings or. To different people and be like you need to have more boobs like you need to have more 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 and i'm just like who are you showing these to obviously a bunch of straight cis men that want all these because i'm like just look at no nancy offense. no offense <laughs> <laughs> like yeah whatever no offense you don't count because i just what just happened <laughs> I waved my hand and my necklace just went, woo! Calm down, Batman. No! Calm down, I'm Batman. Very, uh, this is something that just bothers me. Because you see in the first movie of Nightmare on Elm Street that Nancy was barely sexualized. Yeah, it was only the one scene that you barely see her back. Exactly. And it's just, uh, it's just the way that it is. It's just so unnecessary how they very obviously just show Lori's like, chest sticking out. Everywhere. Any opportunity it's, that they could. It's the only part of the movie that feels like a Friday the 13th movie. Yeah. Even at Camp Crystal Lake, it still doesn't feel like a Friday the 13th movie. It feels like a Freddy movie. Yeah, pretty much. I just... It just gets on my nerves. Because I can definitely... At this point, especially after hearing the whole like nudity scene in the shower mm-hmm. for Gibbs' character and like the director, I'm just like, are you sure that you don't just want to see this? This isn't for mostly for you? Because guess what? Women also enjoy these movies mm-hmm. for, like, the gore factor. Yeah. Key example right here. Like, it just, it makes me so annoyed that it just happened the uh, way that it did. At least for me, like, nudity in horror movies has to be done right. Yeah. If it's just, like, gratuitous tits just for tits' sake, eh, I don't really care. Exactly. I, it, eh. 
I think it just also annoys me that you could definitely tell that the director was just really obsessed with this. Yeah. So, I don't know. That was just my one thing of the day. I think he maybe saw half of a scene of any of the two movies and like, I'm going to pick this. I'm going to pick this. Well, because at first he didn't even want to do this movie because... Uh, the original script didn't show who would have originally won. And also, he wasn't a fan of either franchise. And you could see that throughout the movie. Yeah. Where, like, he didn't... You could tell that he didn't put as much care in as other... Care into the movie as other people would have. I feel like the only reason they gave it to him was because he put Freddy and Jason into Bride of Chucky. Yeah. That's it. Originally, it was supposed to be Rob Zombie doing this movie, but... He turned it down because he was doing House of Thousand Corpses. Yeah. Which is fine because I love that movie mm. so much. But, I don't know, I feel like that this movie would have been, uh, like, as much as I love this movie, it would have been better if it was Rob Zombie, in my humble opinion. I feel like he he could definitely capture the um, time period. Yes. Because he's good at doing that. Uh-huh. Granted, it would have been his wife, as Lori most likely, but <laughs> I still love her, so it's okay. Hmm. Or she could have played um, Mary Kruger. True. Yeah. That's very true. Mm-hmm. She could have done that. But anyway, back to uh, the movie at hand. After my whole little spiel went on there. Also, what what's up with the line delivery of, wait, Freddy died by fire, Jason by water. How can we use this? I don't even know. <laughs> Since when has he been afraid of water? Uh, because he drowned. Since when has he been afraid of water? <laughs> I don't even know. Especially since you can... De- there's the one clear-cut scene where he's literally walking through water to dispose of a body. Yeah. <laughs> During In the dream world. No, I, yeah, I agree. That was definitely a thing that just thrown in there because, you know, needed to have something to be afraid of for Freddy to do something about it. Like, anything else would have made sense. Even a chicken. Him being afraid of a chicken would have made sense over that. <laughs> uh, no, I definitely but I agree still with you like on that this one. Movie. It's so again, there were problems that we both had, but at the end of the day this movie is great. Uh well, cause they end up um here like that Lori ends up falling asleep and they're all talking about like we need to sacrifice a virgin. Cause that's the way to go. And they're all, like, looking at her because she's the real virgin. We all know they that. They started looking at Linderman first. Well, Linderman first. And he's like, hey, you pay for it. It still counts. Which is true. It's true. Yes. Because yeah. then they end up like, let's tie the bitch up. And mm-hmm. that's when, obviously, we're all realizing at this point that they are, that it's a dream world. Yeah, her dad shows up in a dream and tries to kiss her. Uh-huh. And then it's Freddy. It's Freddy. That's when she rips off his ear. Mm-hmm. And then she wakes up. Mm-hmm. And then we see the earworms. Yes. And then everybody realizes, like, I pulled that out of my dream. Wait a minute. And then the plan starts to be a forming. Yes. In their brains. So, what happens after that? Oh, they realize that um, Mark and Will haven't been having nightmares or dreams. Or because, at least remembering them. Yeah, because the hypnocell. Yes. Bringing back the hypnocell. Yes. And they end up going to the loony bin to get the hypnocell. Yes. And, like, free bird. You stoners. <laughs> they're all trying to find the hypnocell, and they're, like, figuring this stuff out. He's like, yo, man, yeah, let's, let's take a break and smoke a joint. 
No one talks like that. <laughs> no stoner in their great mind would fucking talk like that. Again, and also not only that, but like I, I would like to think that the uh, people in my life that are stoners, that in a time like this where we're trying to survive. Oh no, that's secondary. I ain't, I ain't dealing with that right now. No, that, there's the pressing matter at hand. If I survive, then I can. Yeah, no. Yeah, exactly. Be like, you got it. Focus focus here and oh my god but then of course we get the caterpillar freddy caterpillar the freddy pillar the freddy pillar mm-hmm. which i did like that just smoking the hookah yeah. like in uh, alice in wonderland yes also i feel like that would have been so much better if it was practical effects i agree 100 percent, yes but you know we're just gonna rely on cgi right now yeah all the time why was the deputy sneaking around he's a freaking cop yeah exactly like he didn't really need to be creeping around those hallways because then jason ends up coming in squishing the one security guard with the door mm-hmm. that door was made out of wood and it still would have been that heavy to no. cause that amount of damage yeah even with a person on top of it again no i definitely agree um but then of course because they end up um i keep wanting to say letterman but it's linderman linderman um, but him and the cop end up, like, running into Jason, and Jason hits the machete on the electricity, the panel, whatever they have, and the cop is just like, go, go now, tries to run past Jason, which I don't know what he was thinking doing that way, because then, of course, Jason just throws his hand down, just grabs him, and he ends up getting electrocuted yeah. as well with him. He's like, if I'm going down, you're going down with me, but jokes on you, I'm not actually going down because I'm actually the undead. And then that's when we cut to Freebird. Um... Looking for the hypnosol. Mm-hmm. And he walks into the room with all the um, coma patients. Mm-hmm. That took too much hypnosol. Too much hypnosol. Um, and that's when they do the whole, they, they all get up and start pointing. It's over there. Looks all creepy. Do you think it holds up? No. No. Not at all. Again, it's one of those things where it's kind of overdone. Yeah. Especially in that time period. Mm-hmm. Me, personally, I liked the Freddy Pillar going into his mouth and taking over his body. <laughs> no, that's only the second time he's possessed someone. Right? Because it's um, the second one. Yeah. And then this. Right? No, you're correct. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Because he doesn't do that for Dream Warriors or anything like no. that. No. No, I think you are correct. Again, it's been also been a while since I've seen the rest of the movies. Mm-hmm. But no, I think you're right with that one... Because um, then he forces him to dump all the hypnocell down the drain. Yeah. But then also getting the tranquilizer in the syringes. That's to a use on lot Jason. of tranquilizer. Yep. I mean, Jason's a big dude, so he probably needs all of that. Even later with Lori. Yeah, that was where it was just like, okay, she did does not need that much. No. It's all based on your body weight, people. What, do you say maybe like a quarter of what they use? Yeah, I would say that. Mm-hmm. Probably. But I like how they're all basically, like, running away. And you see Freebird just standing there with the syringes behind him. And he's just like, yeah, yeah, let's go. And he just takes the syringes and stabs Jason on both sides of his neck. Mm-hmm. Injecting him. Injecting him. And then he slices him in half. Yeah. And you just see the body go, whee! <laughs> well, first, uh, uh, Lennerman is saying, fuck you! Yeah, when he's about to shoot the gun and Jason just... Falls backwards and just goes down with the syringe still sticking out of his neck. 
Yeah, they really drug his big ass down all those fucking steps to get to the car. I don't know how they did that with them only being, what, four people? He's a big motherfucker. Yeah, I... He's a big boy. Yeah, I don't know how they did it, but apparently they did. Movie logic. Yeah. But we also get, um... Jason is now in the dream world with Freddy because of the tranquilizer. And we get our first fight with Freddy and Jason and the pinball sound effects of Jason being flung around. Tilt. (laughs) Or, not my arm. Oh, I love that part. Not my arm. That was my squeezing arm. (laughs) They took my squeezing arm. (laughs) Why my squeezing arm? (laughs) Ah. Exactly. Invader Zim, for those that don't know. Oh, I love Invader Zim. But anyway. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, during that dream fight, um, Freddy becomes Yoda and starts just force pushing him everywhere. Yeah. And, like, take um, using telekinesis to, like, throw random shit at him. Yeah. It reminded me so much of the fight between um, Count Dooku and Yoda in Attack of the Clones. Yeah, no, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Like, did you take some inspiration on it? It's most likely. Yeah. <laughs> but, and then, of course, because then, uh, Jay, or Freddy's just like, why won't you die? And then he realizes once the water starts coming down, oh, there is something you're afraid of, because Jason's, like, too afraid to go towards the water. I did like the change from, like, red to green, mm-hmm. the color in that. Like, I did like that yeah. little change that they had there. Uh, so, yeah, um... After that, you see little baby Jason coming out. He still has a mask on. Freddy pokes his finger knives, his butter knives, into his head. Uh-huh. Butter knives. <laughs> and we get a... At this point, it still doesn't even hold up. The the brain shot. Yeah, where they're like going through all the brain. Yeah, no, that, that definitely did not hold up. Well, because then also they go to the backs of the van... Mm-hmm. And they decide that Lori's gonna have to go to sleep. Yeah, that's when she's gonna be tranquilized with yeah. the over amount of tranquilizing whatever. Um, to basically, they are going towards Camp Crystal Lake. Um, to pull Freddy out there, and that way maybe Jason will have home field advantage or something along those lines. Eight plus hours later, yeah. driving. <laughs> Which. Don't know how that ended up working time-wise, but whatever. Yeah, it's still at night. Yep. Because then we get Lori into the dream world with them, where she's at Camp Crystal Lake, and she sees little Jason being picked on by all these kids, which, fuck them kids. Also, why would she run to the counselors instead of going to help them herself? Right? Like, I would not have just gone to these counselors that are clearly not caring. I mean, two of them are having sex. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have just gone to the kid and be like, get the fuck away from him and just punch everybody else. Yeah. Because then at that point, Jason would see you and be like, I love you. Mm-hmm. You're awesome. And then, of course, because you, with the two having sex, she's like, you're not going to help him. He's like, I'm busy. But- you're, you're not coming. <laughs> you, you had to really, like, emphasize on the word coming. Of course, naturally. And then, of course, there's it turns into Freddie going, it's not my fault that this bitch is dead on her feet. It Wait. just waves her arm, like, with a um, Pennywise. Pennywise in the first or the first movie with uh, Georgie's arm. <laughs> Love it. So... But she ends up going to trying to save Jason after being thrown into the water. Mm-hmm. And, like, 
She's like, take my hand! And he reaches up, and then she sees his face, and she's like, oh Jason, my God! And just, Jason Voorhees! And just pulls her arm back, and he's just going right back down. I was just like, like okay, yes, his face is not the best. He's a little ugly. You just don't help him out? It's fine. He's a kid. At least it's not basket case. That's true. Yeah, because Blau's ugly. That's one ugly dude. I got to move. Oh, my old back. <laughs> So yeah, after she like pretty much lets go of Jason, Freddy ends up popping up through the water. Oh, and he looks like a little like demon face. I actually didn't mind that look. I liked it a yeah, lot. Like it was different. The the way because it, it was definitely more like red and more demonic looking. Mm -hmm. And I liked that. It kind of reminds me of a. Did you ever see the show Lucifer? No, I still haven't. Okay, really good. You would definitely enjoy it. Uh, but. Because you have that really attractive man, that British man, who mm -hmm. plays Lucifer. And then he has, like, his devil, like, his Lucifer face. Yeah. And it kind of looks like that. It reminded me of that. Um, I was getting um, Wishmaster vibes. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. That's also a good one. But I like that look a lot that they did, where it was more like a... Ah, kind of a situation. Mm -hmm. So, he ends up pulling both of them down. And that's when Jason starts drowning... IRL. Yes. And. <laughs> uh, wh what do you want me to do? Give him CPR? And everyone's looking at Linderman. <laughs> He's like, I can't do it. I got asthma. I've had it since I was nine or whatever. Six. Six. He doesn't have the lung power. Mm hmm. And then they start looking at Kia, and then Mark says, Kia, he has asthma. No, it's Will. Yeah. Yeah, well, I love that part. He's like, Kia, he has asthma. And I'm just like, excuse me, so do I. And yet I've performed CPR on multiple people. Thank you very much. I think that that was just a cop out. Yeah. He just didn't want to do it. I mean, so, granted, I wouldn't want to either. Uh-huh. So then uh, we cut to back in the dream world. Um, Lori back at, I forget the actual name of the address. I know it's Elm Street, but five something. Isn't it her house? It's Nancy's old house. It's supposed to be Nancy's old house. Gotcha. Okay. But yeah, because she's supposed to be woken up. And she's like, I got him. I got him. But they're all too busy trying to figure out their own shit. Yeah. And then she, he ends up taking her to that house. And she's like, no. So <laughs> Freddie says, um, uh, he says something along, along the lines of, um. I've always had a thing for the whores in this house or mm -hmm. from this house. I'm like, how dare you call Nancy a whore? <laughs> exactly. How she is dare a treasure. You? I love Nancy. We all love Nancy. Because then of course, uh Um They're in one of the cabins. Yeah, because Jason ends up waking up in the van, um, when they're trying to when Kia's about to perform like CPR on him. Yeah. And that's when the van Goodbye, then. It goes toppling over. Mm -hmm. And they carry her, uh, Lori, to the cabin. Um, try to get away from Jason. Yeah. And, um, so they're trying to wake up Lori, and they notice, like, she's getting scratches on her chest. Not even chest. They're literally across her tits. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then Jason... Bust through the fucking wall like the Kool-Aid man going, oh, yeah. <laughs> Literally just 
Yeah. Yep. And they're all trying to like get him away from Lori, and uh, Kia's just attacking him with some sort of wooden object. Just mm-hmm. be like, motherfucker! And doesn't just... it doesn't phase him until she hits his face. Yeah, and then he just looks at her and just kind of knocks backhand. her backhands are all the way across the room, and she slams into the wall. He kept his pimp hands strong. Exactly. Agreed. That's what happened. <laughs> but uh, because then it ends up being um, you know, Freddie has Lori right where he wants her. Yeah. And then her hand accidentally goes into the fire in real life. So her hand starts to burn in the dream world and she grabs onto him and pulls him into the real world. Which that's when we get our like super fight between yep. Jason and Freddy once he realizes what happened. One day only at the Thunderdome. So I also, love that fight scene also so much. Right before he gets pulled into the, the real world. Welcome to my world, bitch. Yep. Because, again, it's Freddy. He has to say a bitch line somewhere. Exactly. And he said it, like, a decent amount of time. Oh, yeah. Too. But, because then, of course, they, Freddy realizes that he's in the real world, and they start to get a fight, the fight scene going, which I love that scene so much. Oh, yeah. You got heavy metal playing in the background. Beautiful. Just... Because it's much needed. Oh, yeah. And the kids all are, like, trying to get away at this point. Um, while they're you know, busy fighting. Mm-hmm. And they end up going outside and Lori and Will are going to escape and Freddy's about to, like, go after them, but Kia distracts him. Yeah. And that's when she starts going on her little speech. Mm-hmm. Which she says the... She drops the F-bomb. The hard F-bomb. Not fuck. The hard F-bomb. The, the derogatory. The, the one that can also mean bag of sticks. Exactly. Which, of course, nobody knew that that was going to happen because that was oh, not in the script. Yeah. Uh, where is it? <laughs> yeah. So, writers Mark Swift and Damon, uh, yeah, Damien Shannon were deeply upset at uh, Kelly Rowling for throwing a homophobic slur at Freddie, stating that it was nowhere in their script. Yeah. It was nowhere in the script. Yeah. But then also at the same time, if they really were so upset about it, why didn't they take it out or say cut and change it? Mm-hmm. Have, say like you, you can't do that yeah because even um uh monica kina who played laurie even she was saying in the uh interview for the freddie documentary that we're watching she mm-hmm. was like yeah i don't know why they ended up keeping that in there like everyone was so confused editors yeah, yeah pretty much but and she's just like what's with the butter knives like, yeah, it was something in between the problem between the legs. And she's like, because you have these eensy teensy little things. And Jason has this big thing. And Freddy starts pointing behind her. Yep. And then by Kia, thank Satan <laughs> that she's gone. But you and I have also talked about this before. Where literally, because she turns around and she sees Jason. And he just whacks her with a machete. But the way that it happens is she ends up flying and hitting the tree where you and I are like, at that force, he should have basically just cut her in half, yeah. not her body just flying. Like how dull is that? That would have, he, he would have to be hitting her with the broad side of the machete for that to happen. Right, exactly. Uh, so that's when uh, Jason and Freddy actually start fighting. Jason smacks Freddy into a whole bunch of uh, gas canisters and they start flying. And then we get the Freddy rockets. <laughs> and then Jason's sitting there dodging these rockets like he's Goku on, on Ultra Instinct. Just bring, 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 bring. Except for the last one. 
Yes. Well, the last two. Yeah, last two. One hits him in the shoulder and one hits him dead center. I ended up not writing any notes for that entire last fight scene because I was just, like, in the moment of, like, this is amazing. Yeah, that's fair enough. And both of them are just attacking each other left and right, like, getting stabbed multiple times, getting impaled by different metal objects. And mm-hmm. it's just... And, like, Freddie... Or, not Freddie. Robert Englund wanted to do... Uh, he did as much as he could with his own stunts that he was allowed. Yeah. Because he wanted to do... Mm-hmm. a decent amount of stuff like so he was on like one of those lines where he was being like thrown different areas but he could obviously only do so much because he was not a stunt person but he did what he could yes he did it for us but also willing to foe kind of upped him what do you mean spider-man no way home he did all of his own stunts Oh, did he? He did all of his own stuff. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, I was the just only like, reason I'm he, so confused. <laughs> the only reason he came back was if he could do all of his own stunts. Fair enough. So all the fight sequences is everything. It's all Willem Dafoe. Oh, nice. Oh, Willem Dafoe. You gotta love yeah, him. Yes. Um, so a couple of my favorite um, quotes from this whole fight sequence. Hey, asshole! <laughs> Up here! <laughs> When he's hanging upside down. Oh, no! <laughs> um, the, the whole fight sequence was just absolutely brilliant and amazing. Tunes. It was the, live action Looney Tunes. Exactly, 100%. And then because um, Will's trying to get them to, Lori, him and Lori to leave, but she's just like, no, he killed my mother. He's ruined all of our past. And I'm not going to leave until I watch him die with that growl yeah. scream that she has. Uh, so, yeah, they're finally, like, at this point, fighting on the dock itself. And Freddy has the upper hand. And he's just slashing the back of Jason, well, his, Jason's back. And you see one chunk just fly out, go <laughs> right across the screen. But, like, the way that the everything is just happening, because even... Uh, Freddy was able to cut off, like, Jason's fingers. And you can just see, like, Jason holding his hand in front of his face and just looking at his finger Finger stubs, like, (laughs) spurting out. And I'm just sitting there thinking, I'm like, is that what Brian's finger looked like? (laughs) (laughs) Just squirting and he's just looking at it like this. So I didn't think that at the moment, but you talking about it, I'm like, she's going to mention Brian. (laughs) He's a little nothing. (laughs) Oh, I can call him Jason now. Yeah. Be like, oh, it's my chase. And he's going to look at me and be like, so confused. Mm-hmm. Be like, just listen to the episode when we release it this week. Also, like, at this point, Freddy is just, uh, like, a normal guy. Like, he has no powers. Yeah. And for him to, like, sit there and withstand all of that damage and not go down, that's impressive. No, I definitely agree. Well, I feel like even if he is in the real world, he still has a little bit of, like... power Power, immunity kind of a situation. Or maybe a higher endurance. Yeah. I mean, me personally, I won't believe that Jason should be spurting blood as much as he is. Because he's undead. Like, you don't have any blood flow anymore. There's no heart pumping to get your... I mean, I guess technically they have this heart pumping. But whatever. There's... It just makes no logical sense. But you know what? It makes the core factor, so whatever. Um, But end up... Lori ends up grabbing, like... They're spraying the... Gas. Gasoline down on the dock... And Lori ends up going, and she's holding, like, these two, like, sticks that have fire on it. She's like, hey, fuck you, and just throws it on, and then throws it on, like, the propane tanks and stuff like that. Yeah. 
still don't die from that. Yeah, no. But of course, that that scene when they were filming it, um, they were way too close to the fire because mm-hmm. the explosion wasn't supposed to happen like that quickly. So her and Will running, like those those look of fear in the actors' faces are actually them like shit, fuck, fuck, <laughs> we gotta get away, and they just literally dive into the water themselves to like be like. <gasps> It's like, whoops, that wasn't supposed to happen. My bad. So, did you actually read about um, the location that they filmed this at? I don't think so, no. So, the lake that they actually filmed the final fight for was the same shooting location for X2. Oh, really? Yeah, the final scene for that. To the point that both film cast and crew stayed at the same hotel. Oh, my God. That's... I love that. That's great. See how it all works out? Yeah. They end up getting blown it up, but don't die from that. No. Um, Lori and Will are on the dock, and then all of a sudden you see, like, or hear footsteps, and you see feet. Like, oh. Then you see the machete. Who is it? Is it Jason? Is it Freddy? Who that boy? Who him is? (laughs) It's Freddy. It's Freddy with his one arm, and he's holding up the machete, about to kill them. But then here comes Jason popping out of the water and stabbing Freddy with his own finger knife finger hand. knife hands. And Jason just goes down into the water. Peacefully. Peacefully. And then Freddy kind of just falls to his knees and just staring at the his own butter knives through his stomach. Lori picks up the machete. Welcome to my world, bitch! Head chop. Wee. Wee. And it goes flying. I did like the scene with the head falling into the water and you can see like the head kind of come panning closer to the camera and the blood yeah. forming behind him. I did like that scene. Mm-hmm. That one was cool. Because it's practical. Exactly. This is why we need practical effects, people. Yes, bring them back. Please. Please. Like the movie Mama. Realistically, the one playing Mama should not have been CGI. It should have been the human contortionist like the plan was originally going to be. Yeah. He also played um the Crooked Man. Yes. Um. Also, Malignant. That was practical effects. That was the human contortionist, and it looked so good. Javier Botem. Yes. Yes, that's it. Um. But anyway. So yeah, then everything's all happy order, blah blah. We cut to afterwards, like pretty much the morning after everything's fogged over or smoked over. I did like that with the smoke above the water. Mm-hmm. That one was cool. Jason walking up, he asked Freddy's head, and the only thing I could think of with the pounding drums was the one line from Get Him to the Creek. Hey, man, all I do is bang on the drums and do the Africa face. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Yeah. Well, and then at this point, because we're just like, oh, like... So Jason won, and because he's holding Freddy's head, and then, of course, Freddy just looks into the camera and winks. Mm-hmm. It's like, well... And then you hear the famous Freddy laugh. <laughs> and now, it's El Nino. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which, love that song. Yes. The whole soundtrack is just... Oh, yeah. <sighs> amazing. And then we close out the credits to the, the entire movie with the sensually deep vocals... Of Mr. Howard Jones. Mm-hmm. Gotta love Howard Jones. Yes. When Darkness Falls, I love that song. Yeah, that one's a good one. Yeah, because uh, the soundtrack was released August 12th, 2003 by Roadrunner Records, and it features 20 tracks 
14 of them were previously unreleased by the bands. And also it was number 25 in 2003 on a Billboard 200. Huh. But it's just, like I was saying, like you and I were saying earlier, that just something about heavy metal and slashers, it just works so well together. Oh, yeah. It's just perfect. And even like um, in Dream Warriors with the song that they had. We're the Dream Warriors! Which the lead singer has said now as like an older gentleman that he cannot sing that high anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't want to dream no more. We're the Dream Warriors. I love that movie so much. It's so good. But yeah, this the soundtrack for this. just the, There's no skippable song. No. Because no. it's just all done so well. I didn't realize how long I had the, the album playing for. Until I realized that I was listening to it for pretty much eight hours straight. Mm-hmm. Because it's so easy to. <laughs> so, some of the acts in the soundtrack include, as I said, Il Nino, Kill Switch Engage, Spine Shank, Mushroom Head, Hate Breed, Slipknot. Slipknot. <laughs> oh, Slipknot. Uh, Chimeria? Yes. Yes. Uh, from Autumn to Ashes, Seven Dust, Power Man 5000. In Flames. Mm-hmm. Murder Dolls, Seether, Stone Sour. So you double the Corey Taylor. Yep. Devil Driver. Sepultura? Yeah. That, that's actually my only time like hearing about that band. No, they're really good. Hmm. Uh, the Blank Theory, Nothing Face, uh, Lamb of God, and Type O Negative. Yes. Yes, Type O Negative, such a good it's such a good compilation of like that time period exactly and it just works so well because like really in the early 2000s that's when a lot of like people were coming out of the woodworks of liking metal music yeah and that genre and i'm just like yes there's more people yeah that was around the time when i started listening to like straight like heavy stuff yes but don't don't forget i introduced you to paramore yes you <laughs> you introduced me to pop punk okay there you go i'll take yeah. that one so that is the end of the movie. Yes, after a long ramble about <laughs> said movie. Lots of rambling. Um, but yeah, there's like a few facts that I had. Uh, apparently Ken uh, Karzinger, he had to get dental work done. I saw that. When they were filming, so he, he didn't have time to like take off all the makeup. So he went to the dentist with all the makeup on and everyone was just like, <gasps> like absolutely terrified. That it was just, like a serial killer let on the loose. <laughs> they were about to call the cops. Could you imagine being those people? Just seeing that. Did he still have, like, the full mask on, at least? Like, No, I don't think he had the mask on. I think it was just... The clothes? The clothes and his makeup <laughs> for the face. But I know, for me personally, if I saw that at my work, I'd be like, oh, I love you. I don't know who you are, but I love this. Everybody else at my work would be freaking out. <laughs> Except maybe Eva. Mm. Eva would love it as well. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. So, their original choice to play Lori was um, Christina Ritchie. Oh, yeah, I did see that. I'm fine with her not being in this movie. Yeah, Not no. that I don't like her. Oh, I love her. Yeah, yeah that's why. Yeah. Um, also, Zach Ward and uh, Brendan Fletcher, who played Bobby and Mark Davis, are actually friends in real life. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And they got really excited when they found out that they were cast as brothers. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And also, because Kane Hodder was supposed to come back as Jason. Yeah, but they didn't pick him because he's short. 
yeah, he was, like, shorter and they wanted a really tall guy. But, like, he wasn't really told properly. Yeah. He kind of just found out through the grapevine. Mm-hmm. So he kind of was, like, really annoyed. But he had no grudge against Ken because it was, like, it's not his fault. Yeah. So, and he, I think they're, like, good friends to this day. So, but mm-hmm. I can understand that. I'd be a little annoyed at that, too. Uh, let's see. The last thing I have, at least, is two things. So, the movie was actually in development hell for 16 plus years. Yes. Before it finally got greenlit. And one of the last, uh, yeah, one of the last things I have on here were some of the earlier scripts for the movie, which included um, the reveal that Freddy either originally raped or had consensual sex with Pamela Voorhees, initially giving birth to Jason. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did see I did see that, and I'm glad that they didn't do that. Yeah, and then the other one was um, having the connection be that Kruger was actually one of the counselors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that yeah. That, that would have worked better. It would have worked better, but I still... Yeah, no, no. That, that's fine keeping them separate. Yeah, exactly. Because that's... They're, they're separate Being, entities. Yeah. Separate beings. Like, it's better that way. Uh, the one that I thought that was cool, the one uh, fire scene when Jason was on fire, mm-hmm. uh, Ken's double, he had to walk about like 75 feet on fire and he couldn't see after so many feet because of um, just the fire and also the mask and everything like that. So mm-hmm. he had to have like a earpiece in his ear. So the guy had to basically like give him directions on like how far to go and then stop and all that stuff. So I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Hmm. Hey, you got to do it that way. Yeah. And uh, the one scene where they're trying to get the hypnocell, uh, Ken Kersinger actually, like, caught on fire. Like, his outfit caught on fire. But because he's a stunt double, like, he was very calm as everybody was trying to get, like, the fire off him. He just stood there. Like a good stunt double. He's just like, okay. Yeah, I need to take care of this. It's fine. Yeah, I'm used to this. It's fine. Exactly. Uh, for ratings, I actually did something a little different this time. Yes. So, what I did was, uh, I did the IMDb rating... Rotten Tomatoes, Metacritic, and also Google users. Hmm. And I did it for uh, Freddy vs. Jason, the first Nightmare Nightmare on Elm Street movie, and also the first Friday the 13th movie. Hmm. And I was actually surprised at Friday the 13th. Yeah. So for IMDb, I'm going to do it this way. IMDb for Freddy vs. Jason, it was a 5.7 out of 10. Mm Mm-hmm. For the first Nightmare on Elm Street, it was 7.5 out of 10. And Friday the 13th was 6.4 out of 10. Really? Yeah, I was surprised at that one. And uh, for Rotten Tomatoes, 41% for Freddy vs. Jason. Um, 95% on uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. And then 63% of Rotten Tomatoes for Friday the 13th. Hmm. Very low for Friday the 13th, I've noticed. Yeah. Uh, Metacritic rating, uh, Freddy vs. Jason, 37%. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, 76%. Friday the 13th, 22% Metacritic rating. <laughs> Which, okay. And then for Google users, uh, Freddy vs. Jason, 88% like the movie. Uh, Nightmare, before, er, Nightmare on Elm Street, I keep freaking doing this. It's always a struggle. Always a struggle. Always. 90% of Google users liked Nightmare on Elm Street. And then 87% of Google users liked Friday the 13th. That sounds a little better. Yeah. 
But, like, I was surprised how low Friday the 13th was for so many mm-hmm. different things because I, like, I love Friday the 13th. Jason oh, yeah. is number two on my list when it comes to, like, those original slashers. But, yeah, I thought that that was uh, interesting. Now, what about our personal ratings? Yes, we'll do the personal ratings. So, I will say, for me personally, five out of five, just because I love that movie so much. However, as, like, a movie standpoint, it's, like, a two and a half out of five, Hmm. in my opinion, because there was so many flaws in this movie that I couldn't get past. So, I'm just going to combine those two and give it uh, three and a half hypnosils out of five. Oh, yeah. I forgot that we did that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, like, again, it's like, I love this movie. It hits a nostalgic bone just in the right place. It's just I have a lot of issues with some of the stuff that happens in the movie. Yeah. Like, some of the effects, like, they just relied way too much on CGI when yeah. there are things that could have been practical. So, uh, the dialogue wasn't mm-hmm. always good at all, really. The characters yeah. didn't really care about any of them. Which, granted, yes, I know that that's the thing with slashers, is you don't really care about them too much. But it yeah. just, there, there was nothing. There was nothing about any of these characters that really I cared about at all in the slightest. Eh, Mark. Not even Mark. Because at least with, like, the original movies, like, okay, want Laurie to win, want Nancy to win, want Sydney to win. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you have that final girl. And don't get me wrong, like, Laurie was a cool character and all, especially how... But she's not a final girl. She's more of a sc- uh, screen queen. Exactly. Than anything. Yeah. But, yeah, that that's just my problem. But again, I would still, for me, myself, five out of five, because I do love this movie so much. But for movie reasons, two and a half... Uh, Freddy's claw pulling down Jason's mask out of five. Because <laughs> why not? But yeah. Yeah. That's our very long episode after being back for a while. Mm-hmm. And now our next movie shall be a little groovy. <laughs> Just don't throw off his groove. <laughs> Can you guess what it is? It's not horror. Yeah. It was actually a request from my friend Chad, and it is Emperor's New Groove. But thank you all for listening. Uh, Again, I am Lizard. And I am Panda. And this was Lizard and Panda Take on Cinema. Uh, Again, we are on Instagram. Danny, you're still working on TikTok? Yes. Yes. Um, And also tell your friends, tell your neighbors... Nebulos. I don't even know what happened there. Uh, tell your coworkers. Tell your sleep paralysis demon. Yes. Because he might want to listen as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, yes, thank you again. And this was us taking on cinema. Cha-ching. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye.